Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast. It's the show where we uh, where we just go and talk until we die, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I'm here joined by my buddy, Nick. You're here. It's me, the, the same old Nick that's always here. How you doing? Uh, you know, we, we are doing great today. Yeah, we are just, we've had such a smooth last hour or so. It's just been no issues at all. It's been exactly. just been wonderful. Yeah. For those of you listening on the playback, uh, we did this episode live, so there may be things in there that, you know, usually aren't, Mm -hmm. but hey, we're trying something, I guess. But this is going to be a fun episode because we're talking about my favorite thing in the whole wide world, the Foo Fighters. But before we get into that, uh, some things have happened since the last (laughs) time that at least I have spoken to you guys. Yeah. Um, The first thing... Is that we finished wrapping our movie uh, that I directed for Capstone. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Even though um, uh, you're, you're far from finished. Yeah. We got editing to do, which I'll get into in just a second. <laughs> but we finished shooting everything. And now we are just getting ready to edit it. We got to look at all the footage. Well, we looked at all the footage yesterday at the time of this recording. And it looks good. We like what we got. There were a couple things that we looked at it and we we're like, oh, okay. But for the most part, it's solid. Those things happen. Say. Exactly. Yeah. This is my fourth consecutive week of filming because I did first weekend for my project. The next two for another project. This last weekend was my project again. So I have been very tired. As oh, of late, I bet. and I have barely even talked to Nick in the last couple of weeks. I know. Like, I was I was going to say, we, we might have a lot to catch up on, but I really don't think we do because the story for both of us. I've been working a lot. You've been doing all your class stuff, all your shooting. So I feel like we are basically caught up with each other. There's nothing we've been actually up to that we don't know about. We've just been less available than usual. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's, that's pretty much the... the Long and the short, however mm-hmm. that saying goes. Yeah. But the color and the, the shape of it. Yeah. It. The yeah, the color and the shape, exactly. The concrete and gold of it. <laughs> the uh the echo silence, patience, and grace of it, yeah. You know, there's really nothing left to lose when we keep making these <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Crap. Now I'm blanking. Uh, I'm blanking now. You're lagging. No, I oh, said I'm blanking. blanking. Sorry. We've really been going through these albums one by one. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Uh, you know, while we were shooting, there was a lot of times when we had to like just sort of rush to it because we were wasting daylight. So we didn't want to just <laughs> have all that. No, I'm not going to count no, that because you said thing. not going to no. count that because you said daylight. Daylight, yeah, but we were wasting light. Um, but there were days this last weekend where we were actually kind of stuck, and we we're like, uh, we got to go. We're we're behind. We need mm-hmm. to get these shots. Yeah. So there were things that were cut, not dramatic things, but things that had to get reshuffled and reorganized and stuff. I think the main thing that I learned from all of this is do a lot of pre-production. Yes. Um, the, the major thing that I think I would take from all this, and this isn't like a bad thing at all because we got great footage. We had an awesome time. It was a fantastic 
upset with everything that was going on. And we did it against all odds um, is to get lighting tests and camera tests in each of your locations. Mm -hmm. That way, you know what you want before you get there. But that's the main thing for me. But outside of that, it was really good. Now we get started on the edit. (laughs) Or at least we would if I had a computer that was alive. (laughs) Yeah, About so an hour ago. yeah, a little over an hour ago, Manny, Manny and I are talking uh, with our friend Elena actually, and then all of a sudden, Manny's just like, "My computer's dead," and and I in all caps said, "What?" And uh, you waited ten minutes, and then you're like, "Yep, dead." And so we had to scramble and figure out how we were going to do this. So I'm technically hosting the stream now because I have a functioning desktop computer which can handle it, and uh, you are on your laptop. Yes, I'm on my laptop. That was the butt of the jokes this weekend because this thing is broken to <laughs> a million pieces. Not really, but it's really jank and it's barely holding on. But it it is live currently, so we're just going to keep rolling with it uh, like our friends over at Limp Biscuit. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I was trying to open up a game because we were planning a game night me and my friends we were gonna play some Civ, and the thing wouldn't open the 2k app or whatever some something wouldn't open so i was like okay i don't know why that's happening or whatever and when i went to like go close the bar it wasn't closing itself properly so that sucked um so i was like all right cool i'll go to the bathroom maybe when i come back it will have loaded i go to the bathroom my computer is dead yeah. So, as of right now, I am blaming the death of my computer on Siv Meyer's, uh, Siv, Sid Meier's <laughs> Civilization 6. That's what I'm going with right now because, oof, I, uh, I am very upset. And I don't blame you. The moral of the story is to blame 2K for everything. I'm a wrestling fan, so I blame 2K for everything now. Oh, speaking of 2K, 2K22, did you get it yet? You said that you were waiting for a sale, right? I'm probably going to wait for a sale. I've heard I've heard mixed feelings about it uh, all in all. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to get it just because it's been four years since the last uh, WWE 2K game that I got. And the roster is totally different now. And they've got a ton of people in there, many of which are not working for the company anymore, which is funny. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to wait till it's like 30 bucks or less, which is probably like two or three months away. Yeah, they usually go on sale quick. Or if it comes to Xbox Game Pass, which you pay $15 a month, you're getting access to <laughs> hundreds of great games across the, your Xbox library on your console, on your PC. You're getting access to cloud gaming. Like, it's the best deal in gaming, guys. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll come to Xbox Game Pass, $15 a month. Go, uh, go Phil. <laughs> go Phil. Yeah, I think the next big Game Pass game is going to be MLB uh, 22, the show, a game uh, about... Guardians us- of the Galaxy. Oh, I guess that... Uh, I guess the next new game I meant this coming to Game Pass is what I meant. But uh, yeah, MLB 22, the show for a sport that's not going to be in session when that game comes out. Mm, That is rough. But, you know, while we're talking about MLB 20 or, you know, we're talking about MLB the show, there was something about MLB 21 that I actually really liked. And it was the fact that uh, throughout the game, it would play this song called Making a Fire by Foo Fighters on their last album, Medicine at Midnight, mm-hmm. if you're in the menus or while you're playing the game. And it just clearly made the game that much better because the Foo Fighters just go very hard. Good segue. Yeah, that's our segue. That's how we're <laughs> going to start talking about Foo Fighters. So, I was like, what's, what's he on about? A while, 
yeah a while back we started talking about hey uh let's do a foo fighters episode because a lot of things coincided mm-hmm. uh a couple weeks ago to where we're like no we could just bundle this all into one episode yep so this is primarily going to be foo fighters talk so if you don't like it uh, we're sorry but it's something that we enjoy so we're going to talk about it where do you think we should start should we start with the book i i um, yeah, I think let's start. Yeah, we can start with the book, and then we can get to your concert story, and then we can end with the movie, which is a thing that we both experienced, whereas we're going to each be reporting on one thing individually beforehand. Yeah. So I think we can start with the book. So you were the first person to read some of this book. You didn't finish it, right? I finished it. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. Well, now I finished it. Okay, so never mind. Ignore me. We've actually both read the book, but we can start with the book either way. Um, yeah, so Dave Grohl's book, The Storyteller, I got as a Christmas gift. I didn't ask for it. It was kind of a surprise, but I was like, cool, I'll read it. Um, books are really expensive. I do not want to pay for too many hardcover books. I saw what the price tag was for that. I think we talked about this last night, but it's like, God, I'm not going to pay that much for a book anymore. Um, so I'm glad I got yeah, it as it a gift. Yeah, it was like 30 for you? Yeah, it had like a 30% off uh, sticker on it from Target, so it was a little less than that. But even so, like 25 for a hardcover book. Like, Nothing else has made me want to shift to ebooks more than that because ebooks seem like they're always on sale and they're always cheaper than that because you're not paying for anything tangible. But you got a Kindle. Yeah. I like reading on Kindles. Yeah, so I started that shortly after Christmas and I've been reading it slowly for the last two, I guess two and a half months, give or take a little bit. And I finished it yesterday. And all in all, I enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised about some stuff in it, not like the content of it, but sort of the fact that for the most part, this is not really about Foo Fighters. Um, it's it's about almost everything else but Foo Fighters, interestingly enough. Uh, he talks a little bit about, I think, the first three albums, but it's mostly just talking about his life. Like, obviously, his childhood gets a lot of focus at the start. When he slowly starts getting into music, you see all the different bands he's been with throughout his career. You get a lot of chap, like one-off chapters about certain experiences he had, certain musicians he met along the way, and stuff like that. And all that stuff is interesting. But we got to the end, I'm like, there's really not much discussion of Foo Fighters or like just specific discussion of any of his music necessarily and the thought behind it and sort of what goes into making the music, which surprised me. Not necessarily in a negative way, but I think that was my first main takeaway with that. I was sort of surprised at the lack of actual discussion of his own music. Yeah, when we were when we talked about it the first time, I had read enough of it to know this isn't going to be a Foo Fighters book, which I was fine with. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because they all have their individual things and stuff. And this was just a collection of stories that he had started doing during the pandemic that he eventually turned into a book. So I had known that a lot of it was mostly just going to be his life, his childhood, the experiences that he had, what shaped him. Not so much, hey, here's the band. Because if you want to go do that then you can go watch back and forth the documentary that they released when they were coming out with wasting light which is my favorite foo fighters album um you can go watch that and yes um there's a lot of good stuff in both of them but when you talk about this one being a lot more about his life and like upbringing stuff there were there were some not surprises but there were some things that i finally learned about that i was like okay it's interesting to know that now the main one for me was uh, when he talks about his dad, but we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so where would you like to start? Would you like to start from like his upbringing and all that? 
Um, I guess we can just talk about like the ones that we liked the most, like the little stories that stood out to us the most. Um, yeah, I guess I can talk about like his entrance into music. So I personally had not heard of the band Scream, uh, which is the first band that he was in before Nirvana. That was kind of his his intro to the music scene and his first his first job basically touring as a musician. I think in the mid to late eighties, I want to say. Um, I don't I don't have like a concrete timetable. Obviously, I know Nirvana was early nineties, but uh, so this is probably a gold one, huh? I don't have a concrete timetable. Oh, okay. But you have okay. a gold one. <laughs> okay, full block. Um, but yeah, so that was actually I think maybe my favorite stretch of the book was him talking about being a young kid, like uh, like just out of high school, uh, maybe early twenties, and being independent-ish for the first time, being living on the road. Like all the stories you hear about uh, small rock bands living on the road, just everybody's crammed into a van. Like you, your life is your friends and the road. And you're again, being that age, it's your first experience really just being independent in any way whatsoever. So that was probably my favorite stuff. Cause that was like more than anything. It's felt like the period of his life that shaped him as a musician and as a person the most, it's the paying your due stretch that I think forms who you are as a person. Um, and that's the stretch that I think had the most impact on me throughout the book because other stuff like Nirvana, we get a couple chapters, um, and then Foo Fighters, we get like one or two chapters about the first few albums, but that's really it. So this is the most focus. I think that his actual life as a musician got in terms of like his, his actual day-to-day activity. So in terms of stuff that interests me, I think that was at the top of the list. Uh, but there's not like a point where I was bored with the book or anything. Yeah, I was never bored with the book either. That, that's a, I like that section a lot, but I think for me, I liked the uh, four chapters in part three when he talks about what happens after Kurt dies, uh, him playing with Tom Petty, him going back home to Virginia, and the stuff that happens with Nate there, and then uh, being a father. For me, those four chapters I really enjoyed. It might be because... I don't know what it might be, actually. I just really enjoyed those moments because they're so distinct and different from one another, but they're all in a similar-ish time span because specifically when he talks about when Kurt dies going to Tom Petty, that was, I think, like a couple years, if not a year after. I think it's and a year, like just a, just a year, little over right? a year, I want to say. Yeah, so that happens there, and then just him talking about oh i could have gone and played with the heartbreakers but it never felt like my place Mm -hmm. to do that like it wasn't something that he felt comfortable because he's like they already have a family and i'd like to go and try to do mine because i just lost my good friend yeah um so that going into sweet virginia which was the chapter where they talk about how the band was about to break they were just about to completely end it all and that message from nate which by the way the reason why i was telling you earlier about how i didn't like just putting dave's face on everything is because nate needs more credit because <laughs> he really was the glue of he is the glue of the band mm-hmm. he's the one thing that has like kept them together all these years so nate mendel props to you man like you need all the love and support because you're <laughs> awesome and I love him. But that chapter when he's like, yeah, you know, I was just about to end it all. I said, fuck you to them. And I was about to go. And then Nate gave me a call the next morning. He said, yo, I was, that was a really stupid decision. I went back. He's like, <laughs> you're damn right. You do. I'm like, 
I was like, yes, I love that. And then ending when he talks about his kids and that last paragraph where he talks about the last time that he saw his father, I was like, oof, oof, mm-hmm. that hit me on the bus as I was riding home. <laughs> oof. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, but yeah, I think the period, like you mentioned, from uh, after Nirvana ended, after Kurt died, to like I think there's nothing left to lose is kind of the end of that section. Um, he talks about that being his favorite album, which prompted a re-listen of that album for me. Uh, we can get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I feel like you know if you're looking at it like as a story, that's you know your protagonist at your lowest low in that period. And he talked about how he had a couple years where he was just totally aimless, like didn't know. I mean, you're still young at that. He was still young at that point. He was like I think 25. If, it was 94, I think. So he would have been 25 when Kurt died. So. There's a period in your life where you're still young and you don't and very aimless. But, you know, at that point, he had options being from the biggest band in the world at that point, And he still didn't know what he wanted to do. And it took him, you know, like almost five years, I think, to get to the point where he felt like he'd actually found something worthwhile. Because in that stretch, you know, he got married. He did color on the shape and then he got divorced uh, in, in that period. So he was only together with that wife for a couple of years. So all these things going on in his life that are just him at his lowest low. And you can hear it in his music. You can just see the way he talks about that period. He doesn't look back on it fondly. Not that he would anyway, but you can just tell that like this is him at his lowest low. And that's, I think, the most engaging section in that sense. Because like in a, in a traditional story, that's where it gets you. That you're, you're here at, at their lowest low and then you see them slowly uh, put themselves back together and pick themselves back up. And he found that family that he needed in Foo Fighters, and then obviously later on with his own actual family. Yeah, and I guess I can talk about it now, but throughout the book, he talks about his father and the relationship that he had there and sort of the way that his... And the way that the divorce affected him and the way that he viewed his father and the way that his father viewed him and all those things were like, oh... Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. We don't get a ton Not much. of information, but we do get more than I think we've had in the past. Because this is the first time that I've ever heard him talk openly about his dad and his relationship with his dad and stuff. But I, the development of how it goes when he talks about how he was in high school and he dropped out and his dad was saying, good luck. You're not going to make it out there. And then just sort of seeing the little growth that happens each way and ultimately culminating when he does have his family by the end of that third section and they have that conversation and he has his Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air moment when he's like, what, how come he don't want me? He's like, how come this man couldn't, be there for me how come he didn't want to be there for me how could he not want to be bouncing me on his legs or anything like that is like maybe he just didn't know how at the time Mm -hmm. so uh, there's a lot of things with his dad that i did find interesting to hear him talk about a as someone who hadn't heard that stuff before but b as someone who's learning more about his younger life and seeing how that relationship sort of blossomed and formed all these other things and motivated him essentially to keep doing what he wanted to. Yeah. And also really formed him as a father. Cause there's a point I don't, I don't know, like know all the sections of the book like you do, but there's a point where he's talking about being 
a touring musician and also juggling that with the family, which obviously is incredibly difficult to do. But he mentioned specifically as it pertained to his father, his father being sort of an absentee dad and not not giving him the love that he needed. He talked about how it made him overcompensate as a dad when he was home from touring, whenever he could actually be home with his kids. He felt like even with how exhausted he was, he had to go above and beyond while he was home because he knew he was missing out on a lot of the formative years of all his kids. And that actually hearing that put into words was pretty profound to me because I'm like, some, that's something I've always wondered. Like if you're someone who just tours for a living, whether you're a musician, a wrestler, just anyone who does traveling and performing on the road all the time, you're going to miss a lot of those formative moments. If you have kids, you're going to miss a lot of time in their lives. You're going to miss birthdays. You're going to miss uh, performances. You're going to miss daddy-daughter dances, which he almost did. Uh, we can talk about that. That's sort of the climax of the book. Um, but yeah, that that really hit home for me because it's like, that's the stuff I'm always curious about that I don't actually hear talked about that much. I feel like books like this are usually sort of like what I was expecting, where I was expecting a lot of discussion of his actual career. And it's a lot more than that because, you know, people are more than just what they do for a living. And he realizes that and he realizes that he has to be more than just what he does for a living as a person because he has other people, uh, excuse me, he has other people that he relies on or that rely on him, I should say. And he has more to his life than just his music. Yeah, and that's what I really liked about it was that he could he could write four books just about his experience with Nirvana or with mm -hmm. Foo Fighters and all this other stuff. But I like how those are very minimal and it talks more about, hey, these were my friends that I grew up with. These were the things we did. This was how I viewed my life. This were my parents. This was my first drum lesson. This was the time that we got when we went across borders and these things happened. And it's way more about all those things but also examining them and saying now why is that something that's important or impactful or that has stuck with me for all these years and it is i think a i don't know if people would consider this an autobiography but him just talking about those experiences in a way that he knows how i think really just worked for me rather than someone say like all right now here's all this business speak about when i was here or that he's like mm -hmm. no we were drinking beers in the back of vans and getting arrested and not being able to come back home i was homesick i missed my my mom and home and all these other things and it's just refreshing with the honesty of it and the earnestness behind it because to me it didn't seem like oh i'm gonna write a book to write a book it just mm -hmm. seemed like i'm already doing these things i can i'll i'll keep talking about them because i write them in my music i can write them in a book and just expand on them more and so i enjoyed that very much yeah and i like in i feel the same way with any artist really you'll get older directors who will make movies that aren't necessarily biographical but they they start feeling reflective as they get older uh, and they start putting more of that into their work like the fact that they are getting older and the fact that they've had a lot of experiences and something like this where he had all the time in the world to really get a chance to actually look back at his experience and experiences and see what formed him, sort of what led him on the path that he went on, everything like that, and to actually really look into it. Like, I do feel like he didn't truly look into his relationship with his dad until he actually read this, or uh, wrote this, I should say, and started actually thinking about all the ways it formed him as a person. Like, I 
feel that way about this. Sometimes artists need to do something like this, not necessarily an autobiography, but just something in their work that lets that makes them look back internally at the things that made them who they were. And I think I love seeing that from older artists in whatever form or fashion they choose to, to make art that presents themselves in this way to people. And for him, it was it was this book. For other people, it can be their own work, whatever that may be. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. This was a very fun read. Mm -hmm. It's not overly long, I think. I think it's a very good length. Yeah. I, it's not hard to read at all. If you've heard Dave speak, you know that he's a good speaker. He's a good writer. So I would recommend it. I I, I bought it twice, technically, because I had the audio and the physical. So I, it's no surprise that I enjoyed this, but... I still recommend it to people. Even if you don't know who Foo Fighters or Dave Grohl are, it's a fun read. It's very enjoyable just to hear about people's life stories. And that's what I enjoy. Yeah, I would also recommend it too. And I'm I'm also a person that's like, I'll watch a movie or I'll read a book or stuff from people I'm not necessarily a fan of. Not to say that Dave is someone that I don't like, but I still think even if it's someone that you don't know about or that you don't care for, you can still learn a lot just about people like just about the human experience from stuff like this so i would say i feel like i got more of that than like just hearing about the work of someone that i whose work i enjoy it's more than just that so i would say even if you're not a fan there's a lot you can still glean from this mm -hmm. now we do have another book coming up that we are planning on reading oh yeah which is our boy our boy reggie he's reggie coming out with the book reggie fils from nintendo of america and GameStop and a bunch of other places. Um, his book is coming out think, in the next couple months. Yeah, I think in so May, he, I want to say. Something like that. I know that we'll the pre-orders went up today. It'll so okay. stay tuned for that because we might be talking about Reggie's book because he's another one that we both enjoy yeah. and are interested in. Our bodies I'm very will be ready. In. Yes, because I like... You know, a lot of people like Reggie because of the memes mm -hmm. and stuff, which he's been very uh, not open or appreciative, but he's in on a lot of the jokes. So it's very fun to see him be a corporate person, but also be like, yeah, some people say I look like Bowser or <laughs> this is my Nintendo Switch or 3DS and all these other things. But outside of that, I am interested to know about his experiences with the business side of mm -hmm. a lot of the companies that he's worked for, because he has a very long experience yeah. uh, and resume. So that's going to be interesting to read because of the different places that he's worked. If it's been food or production or Nintendo, GameStop, all of these places, the, the amount of times that he's taught and where he's taught, all those things are very interesting to me. So I am my body is ready for that book. Yeah, uh, so we'll report back to you guys when we, whenever we've read that. So a couple months down the line, probably. Yeah, probably a couple months. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is the time of the show. I can talk about my time watching Foo Fighters live. The floor is yours. Although I'll ask some questions along the way. After a decade of waiting, I have finally been able to go see the Foo Fighters live. This was so long in the making i am so appreciative that i finally got to especially with the story about how we got there so let's just start there 
about maybe like September or August of last year, I saw that, hey, Foo Fighters are coming to a festival. Um, me and my brother, we should go. Let's go check them out. So we had said the next time that they come to town, let's go watch them. So that's exactly what we did. We went and bought our tickets right before Christmas, right after Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving. And we were like, all right, cool. So we're going to go this day. I'll be able to get a ride from here to there. You'll pick me up there. We'll have all this stuff coordinated. Um, and we, we got there safely somehow, but, um, the day of, I go to the bus stop because I don't have a car, so I can't drive from Flagstaff to Phoenix. So I had to take the Greyhound bus. The bus ticket said, hey, your bus leaves at around like, I think 3 a.m. Um, make sure to be there by this time, blah, blah, blah. So I get there. My friend was gracious enough to drive me. I get there. We're waiting for an hour for this bus to come by. I'm like, did I miss it? Is the bus canceled? Is everything okay? Like, am I gonna make it? Am I going to make it to this concert? That was my main thought in that moment was there's no way that I really got this close and it's all gonna be taken away from me. Um, so the bus comes in. I see the bus and I'm like, huh, there's a lot of people on that bus and I don't see many people get off. The bus driver was in a mood and so <laughs> she comes out yelling and she says, all right, we got four seats on the bus. Uh, the bus broke down from here to there. So we have four uh, spots on this bus for people to get in. If you're not going to get in, then you got to wait out here for the Greyhound or find a hotel or something until they open so that you can go and get a refund or blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, am I going to make it to this concert? I'm off to the side a little bit, but I'm in front and she picks one person. She's like, you coming? All right, you're on the bus. She goes to me. She's like, are you going to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right, get on this bus. <laughs> and then there was two more people that got on. So it was very close to me not even getting on the bus to get there. But needless to say, got on the bus. I got to my location. I waited about half an hour or so for my brother. Picks me up. We go get some food. We went to go see if we could check into the hotel. We couldn't. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's go get some food. We got our food. And I'm like, well, we can go see the movie. So we go and see the Foo Fighters movie, which we'll talk about after. Because we're like, all right, it's time. We're, it's a Foo Fighters day. Let's do it. We go see the movie. We go back to our hotel. We take a little bit of a rest. We go to the concert. And as we're pulling up, Vindicated, not Vindicated, Dashboard Confessional is playing. And I'm like, no, we're going to miss them. We're going to miss them. So as we're walking to the location, because we had to park about a mile, a mile away or so. So we're walking there and I hear the... I hear the chords to Vindicated start playing. So I'm just in the street walking to the location. I'm just going, Vindicated, I am selfish, I am wrong. So I'm just seeing that as we go. Um, we missed Dashboard Confessional. Oh. That's the long and the short of it. I'm very sad that we, that we missed them, but it is what it is. We get into the line, and there's a very long line. Uh, it took us about a half hour to get in. 
But behind us is this dude that wouldn't shut up. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm really privileged because, like, my parents were wealthy. And so, like, they were able to get me out of, like, my DUI. And I only <laughs> had to do, like, probation for blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, man, I, like, I got to do, like, a car accident. And the police officer was like, blah, blah, blah. And he's a total dude, bro, just talking about how he's privileged and how he was able to get away with things that other people couldn't. He's like, yeah, you know, man, that's just, like, really changed my life. Like, you know, that whole experience just really showed my privilege and honestly, like, brought me closer to my dad. And me and my brother are just there listening to this complete douchebag of a person talking about this, and we're like, can we just get inside, please? <laughs> we get inside. Um, I'm like, all right, cool. This is where we're going to be for the entire night, which was the main stage. We see the first band, St. Vincent. I know Harley's happy about that. We, uh, I saw St. Vincent absolutely killed it. Came out of the game with with a nice funk riff. Me and my brother were like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, we doing this. It was a fun concert. Uh, brought out all of the guitars that they have, their signature guitars. So that was really fun. There, it was awesome the we were not like super close we were close ish i guess is the word and maybe like in the middle of the close realm if that makes any sense because mm -hmm. you have like hey here's the vip section or whatever like the people that paid extra here's a little gate and then like there's where you are behind we were maybe like five ten feet away from that gate so we were close ish but that was a fun concert. I, I kind of am worried because I always, I never know if an artist is actually getting the proper hype for their performance that's going on. Because when you're in the pit, like you don't know what's happening because you're just so focused on what's going on. So I couldn't, I've never looked behind me to see people, if they were vibing, if they were dancing, shouting, any of that kind of stuff. I was just enjoying the music and enjoying it. But anyways, St. Vincent gets done with their performance, and then we're waiting. Okay. Sorry for the long-winded buildup, but when I when I break out, it's going to be fun. So we're there waiting. My brother starts making conversation with some people. They're more frat bros, douchebags, all those kinds of things. We get to a spot where I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. I have a little pocket here where I can see it's all going to be okay. Then this dude comes ramming in through the with the through the crowd and he's like trying to get to the front, pushes us all the way to the back. I'm behind someone that's like seven feet tall, so I can't see anything in front of me. <laughs> I was pissed. I was genuinely about to slap this person. I was about to start a fight. I am not even joking with you. I was about to tap this person on the shoulder and be like, listen here, you fuckwad. <laughs> like you come into my space. You mess up this thing that I'm trying to see. Like, I'm trying to have this be a magical experience for me. And you come in here and you push me to the back and you ruin my sightline of the, my favorite band that I want to see. And I was about to go off on them, but I didn't. I kept my cool. I looked around. <laughs> I was like, really? This is this is what's happening? Um, I was very upset. And I sent that message to the Discord where I'm like, so I can't see anything. Um, and my signal was terrible the entire weekend oh, yeah. that we were there. So I, I could not read much, but anyway, the, the fucking dick wad is over there. Um, then we're waiting, we're waiting. I started hearing, um, guitar practicing. Actually, that was during 
St. Vincent, like right before them, they were doing sound checks. And I heard the riff for Aurora, which as of late has become one of my favorite songs because it's so good. Uh, so I hear them. So I'm trying to think. I'm like, all right, what song are they going to sing? What are they going to do? And I actually do have the set list here. And if it's not the exact set list, it's pretty much the set list well, that they played at that concert. Okay. On our episode um, when I went to the concert, I had you guess all the songs. We should do the same thing when we get to that point. Yes, when we get to that point. But it's about 8.30. Yeah, it's about 8.30 now. The lights go out. And we're like, oh, oh, it's happening. We see people start to walk on stage. <laughs> the, the music starts swelling. Dave's there. We're all cheering and hooping and hollering. And, and then you hear him go into that first note of, ah, I'm a one-way mile away. Anyways, that's the song that they start with for like the last couple of years. They start with time, times like these. Um, I have seen enough of like recorded live performances to know that when it's about to, when it goes down, it's going to be a magical experience. Uh, he finishes the the verse, right? He goes, it's times like these, time and time again. Boom! They go in, I lose my mind. I'm like, holy fucking shit, it's finally here! I'm finally seeing them! Hallelujah! I like, it was a magical experience. It was legitimately one of the best moments of my life was seeing that and me and my brother holding each other and screaming the lyrics and just rocking out. And as the night keeps going, just more and more songs go on. Like, oh my goodness, it was a magical experience. I cannot describe it enough. They play all their songs. Me and my brother are there. I cry multiple times during it. I, I want to know if you'll be able to get which songs I cried in. Um, okay. Uh, but that was just so amazing. They were all great. Me and my brother were like on the high of Studio 666. So we came in very just jazzed to watch them perform in general. And I had known like, all right, here's a rough rundown of how things are going to go. And for the most part, they were, they were right. But seeing them live versus seeing a recording of them live two completely different things yeah that audience amazing it was so much fun just having everyone be so excited for a thing and this was something that uh foos and saint vincent said throughout the night where they're like we need to take this moment in that we are fortunate enough to be in a spot where we can all gather around and listen to music even for one night and just forget about the things that are happening in the world and just be together in this moment and I felt that so hard during both of those concerts where I'm like, I am so happy to be able to be in this position right now to where I can be listening to music live with my brother for my favorite band of all time, listening to these songs that shaped me as an adolescent. I guess I'm still an adolescent, but when I was younger than I am now, um, I remember when I heard all of these first songs and now I'm seeing them live. I'm seeing pat smear my man pat i love you pat anyways like i'm seeing them play their riffs uh shifty and dave are doing their their you know guitars guitar offs taylor and dave were joking around you have all the backup singers and everything all of those songs that happened it was a magical night 
easily one of the top three defining moments of my life ever. And it's something that I'm never going to forget because I was just so grateful that I made it there. I barely made it on the bus. I had to wait around a little bit. I couldn't see perfectly at the time. But when they started playing, I forgot all of that. And I was just in the moment looking at these people that I've listened to for years that shaped my life in more ways than one. And just finally having that euphoric experience of releasing everything that had built up that day and just letting it all out. And by the time that the night ended, I was like, I could have seen them play for seven hours. I could have seen them go through their entire discography and been happy. So long story short, I was very happy for that concert. And the amount of times that I was like, yeah, baby, we're here. It's oh, so good. So good. So, 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 so good. I'm very happy that I finally saw them live and I can't wait to see them live again. So it was okay. It was fine. Eh, yeah. a little, it was okay. Forgettable. A little flat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not quite your tempo. Oh, I did rewatch that, by the way. Okay. But we're not going to talk about that this yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay, so... That was pretty much my experience in the concert I went to. I don't, or I especially didn't eight months ago when I went, but I don't have the level of fandom that you have. I haven't been listening to them for nearly as long as you have. I've been listening to them regularly for like a year now. So my concert experience was like, this this is my first concert. I'm kind of worried that I won't enjoy being at a rock concert. Um, But yeah, once, once they got, once they started, they started with times like these, like they did for you. And once it settled in, everyone was vibing. It was great. We were all outside. It was like shortly after everybody had started being able to get vaccinated. So it was just like a perfect storm of everything making that night happen. Um, and it was one of the best nights of my life as well. So I can only imagine how it compared for you in comparison to me because you have much more baggage with them in a good way. I don't know what the a better word than baggage would be, but like you're more attached to them than I am. So I can't even imagine, like, it sounds like you had a hundred times more fun than I did. And I still thought it was one of the best nights of my life when I went. Yeah. A hundred percent. It was one of those things of, it was just one of those moments of realizing like where you are Mm -hmm. in that moment. And that was something that me and my brother both had where we're like, yeah, we're finally going to go see them. Like after all this time, we're going to go like, we're not we're here we're in the spot we see them right there and there were just times where they were times like these when we were just looking and we're like we're here like these were songs that both meant something to all like to the both of us for those times that we went through like a lot of wasting light was my was my middle school album of listening to Arlandria with friends or listening to Sonic Highways, which they didn't play anything from Sonic Highways, which I'm not surprised. It's their bastard album that a lot of people don't like for some reason. I mean, I know why, but they didn't play anything from there. But there were certain songs where I'm like, I remember watching the video for this and being amazed and seeing it live. Oof, it was an experience like no other that I don't think can ever be topped because it was perfection in the best way possible would i have wanted them to go longer hell yeah yeah um but what i got i was more than happy and satisfied with and i can die happy now because (laughs) i finally saw them yeah i think they went two and a half hours um that's what they did for us yeah i want to say they went on at nine left at 11 30 i'm pretty sure it was what they did for 
at our at our show. Um, so it sounds like we had fairly similar experiences. Um, so I want to try and guess the set list best I can. Okay. There are 19 songs. 19. Okay. Um, so I will start by getting the non-Foo Fighter songs out of the way. How many did we have? Two. Two? Um, Two. Okay. Did they do Somebody to Love? Yes. Okay. Did they do You Should Be Dancing? No. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Was it a DG song? No. Okay. Was it X? No. Hmm. I've run through all the ones I know that they either did at my show or that I know that they do. No, I'm not sure. You can tell me that one. Uh, the song was Breakdown by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay, yeah. I've never heard them perform that. I don't, is that something they usually, they often do? That song I in particular? I don't know. Hmm, okay. I do not know. Okay. It was the first time that I heard them perform it, so. Mm. Aren't you special? Okay, so that's, what, 17 songs for me to guess now? Yep. So times like these. Uh-huh. Ever long they ended with. Yes. I'm going to guess they did The Skies and Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pretender. Yes. For... Best of You. Yes. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to not check the list that I made when I went to my concert. I'm going to do my best to just think of all these. Um, yeah. Monkey Wrench. Uh-huh. Hmm. So I'm at six right now. Huh. Uh, Breakout? Yes. All My Life? Yes. Aurora? It'd be funny if they didn't do Aurora after doing the sound test. They did not do Aurora. <laughs> of course not. Um, okay, so... Uh, I'm trying to think of ones I didn't already mention. Hmm... There's some great dead air that we've got here. Uh, walk. There's at least... No. Hmm, they did that for me. They did not do walk for us. Wow. Um... At least not that I... And, and I'm going off of someone else's set list for a different concert. Oh. But when I looked at it, it was everything that I remember. Okay. So maybe walk was there, but I do not remember them doing walk. Mm-hmm. Bobby says Shame Shame. I hadn't gotten to their new album yet. Was Shame Shame there? Yeah, Shame Shame was there. Okay. Yeah, not my favorite either. Um, They did not do Making a Fire for me. I'm going to guess they did for you. They did do Making a Fire. Wow. Guess you're special. Um, <laughs> Did they do Medicine at Midnight? They did indeed do Medicine at All Midnight. Right, that's 11. Uh, my Hero? Yes, they did, my hero. Surprised it took you this long to guess it. Yeah. Um, run. Did they do run? No. Damn. They didn't do that for me. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Sky's Neighborhood was the only Concrete and Gold song they did at mine. Yeah, that was the same. Okay. Year. So I've got five more I think I need to get. I think I already said all my yeah. life. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, you have five. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there's an, there's gotta be a few obvious ones that I'm missing. There's at least one that I'm surprised you haven't said. Um. 
Wow. No, Harley. They did not do for all the cows. <laughs> um, this is a call. Did they do that? They did do this as a call. Okay. Um, four more. Yeah, I already got you, Bobby. I already got you. Um, crap. This is the part where I draw a total blank. Hmm. This is uh, some more great dead air. Yeah, you have three, by the way. I I need three. I thought I need four. You have three, according to the ones that I am. Uh, or let me see. Was it walk? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, they did do walk. Sorry. So yeah. Okay. Yes, you have three left <clears throat> because I had crossed off another one that you. That I thought you said, but you didn't. They didn't. Uh, oh, learn to fly. Yeah, learn to fly. Was that the one you were thinking of that I you were shocked I didn't get? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Get I knew that. it was something from "There's Nothing Left to Lose," but I couldn't think. Like, what's the big song from that one? Yeah. Um. So what? I have two more. Sorry. Now you have three more. <laughs> okay. Um. No way back. Nope. Okay. I did not do that. I was trying to think of anything from that album. I don't know that album too well. Was that in your honor? Did they do anything from that album? They did. Yes. They did. Oh. No way back. The only one I can I be... name off the top of my head off of. That I might album. be wrong. No, that was not off of in your honor. Never mind. Okay, they did not do that. Okay. Um, I will say one more for medicine at midnight. Mm, I think they did three from that album for me. Which one am I missing? Cloud Spotter. Come on. Nope, not Cloud Spotter. Mm -hmm. It was it was a single that they oh, released. I don't know that. What do you? Okay. I didn't start listening. Like I think I saw the full album was out, and that's when I listened to it. I was not like following them before that. Bobby, they did not do Let It Die, but mm. I would have loved to have seen them do that. Um, No Son of Mine? Yeah, it was No yeah, Son that of was, Mine. Yeah, I think that was the other one they did in my show. Uh, what, two more? Let me see. Did you already <laughs> say Breakout? I did. Okay, so you have one more. One more. Oh, boy. Huh, I'm trying to think. No Sonic Highways rep, you said, right? No Sonic Highways at all. Mm, rope? No rope. Okay. I think they did rope at mine. Um, Lucky you. <laughs> Arlandria? Nope. Am I even on the right album? Yes. Oh. Other th those are the three songs I actually like from that album. Oh, I should have known? Question mark? Nope. That's the other I song. I should have known. That's Who the other the song I like. Singing? I should have known. Oh my That's God. the other song I like okay. from the album. I don't remember the rest of the album. All right. It, then you're not going to get it. Okay. Go ahead. The, the song that you're missing is These Days. They played that at mine. I have that on the list here, but I don't, I can't think of it. Like, I can't hear it in my head. Easy for you to say. Your heart has never been broken. Nope. Your pride has never been it. stolen. 
I think Bobby did say nah, that. Yeah, nah, yeah. He did say it, but mm. you didn't read it. So I, re- I read I read it, it and I'm like, I don't know that song. And if I don't know that song, yes. I'm gonna guess they didn't perform it in that show. But hey, that's exactly yeah. what they did. So good job, Bobby. If this list is correct, this was the order that they played it. Started off with times like these. Mm-hmm. Went to the Pretender. Mm-hmm. Did learn to fly. Did no son of mine. The sky's a neighborhood. Shame, shame. Did break out my hero these days. Went to medicine at midnight. Breakdown. Walk. Somebody to love. All my life. This is a call. Making a fire. Best of you. Monkey wrench. And Everlong. That is very close to what to what happened at my show. So at my show, yeah. we had Rope between Shame, Shame, and Breakout. Um, we had You Should Be Dancing uh, between Walk and Somebody to Love. Um, we had Dave and his daughter doing Nausea by X um, before Best of You. And I don't remember where he said Making a Fire was, but you had Making a Fire somewhere. Making a Fire was before. Making a Fire was before Best of You. Okay, so yeah, we had Making a Fire there. You had Making a Fire there instead of the song that Dave did with his daughter. Yeah. And Monkey Wrenchy had someone from the crowd do guitar for. No, nice. Yeah, we didn't have that happen. Wow. <laughs> the people damned for all the cows, and Dave she should be ashamed for not... The people demand for all the cows, and Dave should be ashamed for not giving <laughs> they to them. They damned for all the cows. <laughs> the people damned. <laughs> um, no, that was awesome. Now, can you guess which songs I cried at? Uh, Everlong? No. Hmm. Okay. I thought I was going to, but I didn't. Yeah. I feel like at that point, it's like, you're like, I think, like, you would have been so used to the concert at that point that that wouldn't have been the one that got you. It's also one that you expected. Yes. Did you cry? Because I do cry when I hear Everlong, but I didn't cry this this time. Hmm. So you're saying? Did you cry at the start? No. Well... No, n- not not at the first song, no. Hmm. So looking at the rest of these, I'm not sure which ones get you emotional. Yeah, I really don't know. There was two. All right, so first one was Learn to Fly. Okay. Uh, Something about that song was just different that night that I was really like, damn, I'm <laughs> emotional with this. And the other one was Best of You. Okay. Yeah, those songs don't... Um, I, I like them both. They don't elicit, like, a ton for me. Yeah. Fun the, fact. I don't know if this is aged poorly, but we had to do some, like, presentation or whatever for one of my classes in middle school. So I did a suicide prevention um, presentation that was synced to the music of Best of You. I don't know how well that would age, but I would also forgive you for doing it as a kid. Hey, see, I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. I'm, I just don't know. I don't know how people would feel. About, how old were like, you when you did it? Eighth grade. Okay, yeah, yeah. Your heart was in the right place, if nothing else. Yeah. But um, but yeah, both of those songs, for some reason that night, just really. Best of you, I know why. I was, it was rough, <laughs> and that song just hits when it's rough mm-hmm. but 
learn to fly. I guess that was just like, I'm sick and tired of of being sick and tired of today. And I'm sick and tired <laughs> of where I'm at in life. And I want to leave and go do other stuff, which is very true. Yeah. I'm glad you had a blast. Like, I, I legitimately, when I went to my show eight months ago, I felt bad that I had gone before you did, as if, as if I was contributing to an injustice in the world. That meant you that meant me, who was a casual fan at that at that point, me getting to go to one before you did was like just a massive middle finger from the world to you. I'm glad this got rectified soon enough. Yeah, I'm glad that it was soon as well because I'm like I don't want to I don't want to close my eyes <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, Dave, and I don't want to miss a thing. Anyway. Um, didn't expect that to yeah, happen. Yeah, I'm very on this happy. Show. What? I did not expect <laughs> yeah. you to break out uh, singing Don't Want to Miss a Thing from the movie Armageddon here. Yeah, anyways, uh, I'm glad that it happened as well because it was genuinely one of the greatest nights of my life. And I say that a lot lately, <laughs> but I think that just shows that I'm in a good mood as of late, which is. Very different than three years ago when I was super depressed. Um, but that's for another time. Anyways, Foo Fighters, they're fantastic. Great concert to go see live. I paid a little under $200 for the entire weekend. Um, it was a two-day event. So I, I ended up seeing St. Vincent, Foo Fighters, Black Pumas, and Tame Impala. And Tame Impala was really fun. It was a lot of vibes, and I described it as seeing World of Color at Disneyland, um, but with Tame Impala music, because it was. It was a lot of like cool visuals, great lighting. Um, the music, of course, is good. So that's another one that I would also recommend seeing live. And I think I got my money's worth out of that, personally. I'm glad you got your money's worth. I think my my ticket, and we sat in the grass, uh, or stood in the grass, I should say, once they came on stage um in the grass like in the back of the show in the outside in the outdoor amphitheater and that was 60 bucks for the ticket i think i paid 25 for the vinyl that i got um yeah i think that was all i paid for that show maybe like concessions and stuff but i probably spent like 100 bucks all in all for the whole the whole experience which is definitely worth it yeah and, and my tickets were just two hundred dollars and then no oh, luckily okay. my sister my sister paid for the bus fare there and back so i just paid for food and that was maybe fifty dollars total for the weekend mm -hmm. but but yeah no it was a great experience and i'm very glad that i saw them also when they broke into all my life fantastic awesome yeah it was awesome it was amazing all my life um, um, sorry go ahead no it was one of those things where he's like now check this out and they just start playing the riff and i'm like yes! yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty similar to what happened at my show because like again i didn't know a lot of these songs like like the back of my hand i knew the biggest ones i knew a handful um but when that when all my life kicked in when that riff started that probably got the biggest reaction from the crowd of anything that entire night like other than like when they got on stage like of ter in terms of actually a song starting all my life got a huge reaction that riff was like everyone knew immediately 
Yeah, it's literally like the beginning of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> where are you going with this? I think it's the SpongeBob Square, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when uh, Mr. Krabs is like, and the winner is uh, Squidward, and SpongeBob gets up, and he's like, wow, yeah, <laughs> and he starts to, to the people to the left, and he's like, yeah, wow, that's what it felt like. Um, I got you. Yeah. Bobby has a great comment. He says, don't bring up all my life to Cody. <laughs> uh, no, that was fantastic. And that was one part of the day that involved Foo Fighters. The other part, and probably the thing that we'll end on, was the movie Studio 666 that came out. Yeah. So I think I saw this the day before you did. Um, I saw this Saturday. You yeah, I saw, saw it, it, I saw it Friday. Friday. Yeah, I saw it the day yeah. before you then. Yeah, so I don't know what your expectations were for this movie. I didn't really have any because I I didn't really know, at least from the trailer and from like all the marketing I saw, I didn't know how much they were, like what, what the, the vibe was that they were going for exactly because it didn't seem like necessarily a total farce horror comedy. It seemed like it was a bit more serious than that, but I also couldn't imagine a world where the movie took itself too seriously. Um, so I, I didn't know if it was going for schlocky B-movie or if it was trying to be, like, a little bit above that. I really didn't know. Um, and honestly, I guess my first thing I can say after watching the movie, I still don't entirely know. That That's what I'll open with. <laughs> that's funny. Because for me, because um, I saw that first trailer, and the first thing I said to myself was, like, does this look good? No. Does it look like fun? Yes. Will I watch it? Yes. Um, I went in expecting a bad movie, like in general, not because of like anything against them, but I'm like, they're musicians, not actors. Mm -hmm. They did it very run and gun, low budget ish. I mean, higher budget than places, but they're not professionals doing yeah. this. So I was very much like, all right, this isn't gonna be that good, but it'll probably be fun. And by the time that I saw the movie. I was like, yeah, it wasn't great by any means, but is this something that I would put on just in the background? Maybe, like, if I drank with, like, the boys, get some beers, put on the movie? Yeah, I would, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. I, see, I don't know if I ever want to watch this movie again. I didn't m dislike this movie. I actually liked it most of the way, then it lost me in the last 15, 20 minutes to where I, to where it ended on a sour note for me, I would say. Um, yeah, like, I was, like, kind of on board with it the whole way through. I thought, honestly, I thought it should have been more of a bad movie than it was, I should say. I wanted it to be so bad it's good, and I feel like it took itself almost a little too seriously from time to time. Like, it, it's definitely, like, kind of a comedy for the first half, and then obviously you have your moments of horror and your moments of gore, and it slowly becomes more of that, uh that schlocky gore uh horror movie what, what's the word i'm looking for slasher there, there you go a schlocky slasher movie slasher. um slasher <laughs> oh, i barely know her. there you go um it becomes more of a, like a schlocky slasher in the second half when people start dropping and oh spoilers by the way uh for this movie that no one really saw so i don't know if anyone cares about that but we'll get into spoilers here in just a minute um yeah the second half it starts becoming more of that feels like more of a B-movie horror, but I feel like the movie as a whole isn't quite that. I feel like the first half 
doesn't lean enough into the fact that it's inherently a super silly movie. I feel like moment to moment, it feels just kind of pedestrian, and then it's punctuated with these moments of slasher stuff and some supernatural horror along the way. And I feel like as a whole, it should have been, it should have been sillier than it was, I think. Like, at least it didn't feel as silly as I wanted it to be. I don't know. I have weird feelings about this movie. I can tell. It's like, it's, like, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe it, it, it didn't, it didn't go into full. brain off and just say like, it's, I don't know if it's like that I turned my brain off or that I just had lower expectations because I'm like, yeah, it'll probably be bad. But I mean, if it's at least somewhat okay, then I'll probably like it. And that's how I felt. I'm like, there were some good kills. There was a couple good laughs. The Lionel Richie cameo. Spoilers. I like the Lionel Richie cameo. Mm-hmm. I just wish that the trailers didn't show so much of the movie because yeah. they showed almost every death yes. of the movie. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm just... Uh, it's funny because we're having the review that Double Toasted had where one of them was like, yeah, it's not good, but it's something that I enjoyed when I watched it. And then you're the other side of being like, yeah, it's not good, and it should have been way worse to actually be good. It takes itself too seriously. Now, the thing that I will agree with, the runtime is too long. It does not need to be an hour 44, an hour 48, however long it is. I think it's hour 48. Um, should have been a tight, like, 80. Yeah. It's weird, though, because it's like, I don't think that, like, the first half of the movie, I don't think it dragged necessarily. It just took too long to actually get to the point. Like, they were, me- they were yeah. meandering, but it wasn't, like, I enjoy, like, all these guys, I think, have good enough screen presence, and obviously they have the chemistry with each other because they're friends, and most of them have been friends for 20-plus years now. So, like, they have a good enough chemistry that it's fun to see them banter, but it goes on for so long without actually getting to the point that it hurts the movie as a whole. Because it feels like it takes so long to get to that point that they've established it as a certain type of movie, and then when it becomes a different movie, it sort of loses itself, I think. So once it actually flips that switch and becomes the schlocky slasher movie in the last like half hour, 45 minutes, I feel like it's been the other movie for so long that that change is a bit abrupt and a bit jarring, I guess. Yeah, which I I completely get. I think I would have preferred if it was just full camp all the way through. And I don't think the first half is like full camp enough. I feel like it needed to be more of a silly, campy, supernatural horror movie throughout rather than just kind of a pedestrian movie about like these guys who are like in a creative rut and all that, because a lot of it's just talking about their creative rut that they're in. It's like the actual, you get little hints about what's going on at the house and stuff like that. But moment to moment, again, it doesn't really deal with that stuff too much until like an hour into the movie. Yeah. Sorry about that. My foot just cramped up uh, and that was very painful. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I completely understand that. I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I kind of wonder if uh, if this would have worked better as like six Super Bowl commercials for Doritos. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> recurring bit throughout the Super Bowl. Yeah, I could have seen yeah, that. Of like Dave killing everyone throughout uh, with Doritos or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I will say. The, no, I agree. The deaths in this movie is one of those things where. As soon as one member of the band died, I knew everyone but Dave was going to die. I'm like, that's the rest of this movie. Everybody but Dave is going to die. Slowly. In in one way or another. Here's the thing. 
Dave said it multiple times promoting the movie. Oh yeah, Bobby said that in the chat. I didn't see like I didn't see the Hot Ones interview or any of his other stuff. But yeah, it's funny that that he spoiled the movie because like there's not much there's not much to your movie and you're going to give away everything that happens in the movie. That's 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 no, a bold strategy. Was, I, there was nothing I was surprised by. Oh no, nothing I was surprised I knew, by. I knew pretty much all of it from the beginning. I'm like all right, Dave is going to find something. He's going to get possessed. He's going to kill all the members. He's going to go solo because that's what he said was going to happen. So I'm like, all right, I guess I know that. Um, but it's it's funny that we talk about that premise because about seven years ago, they released a video called uh, the Foo Fighters Big Announcement because there were rumors about them splitting up and go and Dave going solo after mm. he had done like some uh, Oscar like presentation by himself. He did Blackbird, I believe that yeah, was for yeah. the in memoriam, and like he had done all these things. So they released a video where Dave went solo, and the other members were like looking for like a replacement or whatever, and saying like, "Yeah, fuck Dave and blah 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 and all sorts of stuff." And they ended the video by saying like, "For the last time, no, we're not breaking up," and all sorts of things. And then watching the movie, they essentially took that where they break up, he goes solo, but he kills all of them along the way. So I was like, all right, there's one reference. Second reference, Studio 666. You know what Dave's studio number actually is? It's 606, isn't it? 606. So there's number two. Yeah. Number three, one of the first bodies or something that we see in the movie. Do you know what killed them? Uh, not off the top of my head. Rope. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was so, I was actually surprised at the lack of overt references in this movie. There's the scene where he's too. where he's playing the old songs on the guitar, and they're like, "Hey, that's Everlong. That's whatever the other one is." Um, and but that's kind of it in terms of overt references. Like you don't hear their music in the background of the movie. It's just actually bizarre at how non-referential the movie is. Yeah, which I completely get. So. Yeah, the, I think there might have been like maybe like one or two more references that I saw, but those were the three that I remembered mm-hmm. very distinctly. I'm like, they're taking this from that, and then Rope is the thing that kills them, and that's the name of the song off of Wasting Light. Yeah. And Studio 666 mirroring Dave's, Dave's Studio 606. Mm-hmm. But I mean, outside of that, there isn't really much to say about it. Yeah, there's not much to really uh, discuss. In my opinion, it's like one of those movies that... It'll be streaming somewhere, and you'll probably just put it on. Probably, like, I don't know. If you're a super fan like me, then you probably will enjoy it, and mm. you would have had a good time. Um, I did fall asleep, but <laughs> that was because I was up since, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. So by the time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, I'm falling asleep. The same thing happened. Shh, don't tell anyone. The same thing happened when I watched the Batman. I fell asleep for a little bit. Oh, no. But um, it was it was one little section. I don't even know how long. I fell asleep for, but it was one little thing. Um, I got the gist. I didn't miss anything important. I don't think. And then, um, and then I moved on with the rest of my life. Cause like I said, I've been tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's, it's whatever. It's, yeah. it's what you expect it to be. I think it's a movie made by a band that aren't actors or directors or any of these other things. They're just messing around, having fun making a movie that's my review of it okay i pretty much feel the same even though it sounds like you liked it a little more than i did overall um question because i'm curious if we'll have the same i like it because i I was about to say i like it because 
I'm already tilted this way because of how much I like Foo Fighters, but I acknowledge all of your points as being, like, factual. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have, like, the years of built-in fandom like you have, but, like, I, I'm a fan of them. Like, I was, I went in thinking hmm. I'd like the movie. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I still wanted to like it more, and I was ready to like it more still than I did. Yeah, this will make Nick's top 10 disappointments of the year list. No, because I didn't, I didn't care that much about it going in. <laughs> I, I did it for the pod, really. I probably would have waited for streaming otherwise. Um, oh, but yeah, the, yeah, what I was going to ask. Let's see if we have the same answer. Who among the band do you think was the standout performer in this movie? You want to go three, two, one? Yeah. All right. Three, three two, two, one. one. Pat. Rami Jaffe. Oh. Oh, you went Pat. Yeah, Pat to me was the funniest throughout the movie. Like, Rami had like... Pat's just funny. In yeah, general. Pat's just I, funny. There's a reason why I like Pat. R- Rami had the funniest subplot of the movie, but Pat, like moment to moment again, like just little stuff that he does, like the way he talks, the looks he gives people, like he yeah. was the funniest part of the movie to me. The fact that he's just sleeping on the counter the whole movie, I yeah. really enjoy. I like when the when the uh, realtor comes in, he's like, "Are you sleeping in here?" He's like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, he was the standout to me. Um. I didn't, like, everyone else was, like, everyone was fine. Honestly, I think every I enjoyed Dave the least of anybody in this movie, to be honest with you. And I don't, I don't mind Dave or anything, but everyone else was just funnier to me. Dave I think. was up and down for me. Yeah. I don't know. Because like, there, there were some scenes where, like, he was doing it good, like, when they first get into the house and, like, he starts, like, clapping to hear the notes. I'm like, no, that that's good. I like that. But then there were some where I'm like, okay, you're clearly not an actor. Yeah. I mean, but I feel I mean, like... All these guys work better as side characters or bit parts, and he's the one who had to do more than that. So it was inevitable that, like, you know, at some point you're going to be exposed because they're not trained actors, like you said. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a movie that I watched, that I enjoyed, that I'll probably watch again. I'll most likely buy the Blu-ray because, of course I am. It's me. Yeah, I think it was mid, uh, mid in like the literal sense of like it was totally okay. I have no real strong negative or positive feelings about it. It's just kind of there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I will. Oh, I will say before we totally move on. If you guys also, if you want to start asking questions, I think we'll do some questions after this. If you guys want to start asking, um, uh, yes, we are here for Q and A as well. Yes, uh, but there's like one basic theme that I've actually noticed throughout the movie. And it's like the thing you would expect of like rock and roll being the devil's music. And I wish it would have just been that thing that was there. And then the last 15 minutes, literally these guys support the devil and they're like, the devil loves rock and roll is what Jeff Garland says at one point or something like that. And I'm like, you didn't have to spell it out at the end of the movie. I think everybody got what no, you everyone got what your allegory was. Yeah. the la- Those last like five to 10 minutes are like it, that's when it felt like it got too serious for me, and it ended on, like, a weirdly serious note. And yeah. I didn't like that, that. Yeah, the ending was a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly think it, it would have been would have been better if it just ended before Jeff Garland and the realtor showed back up. If it had ended there, I think it would have been fine. But, yeah, me too. Like, you knew that, you obviously knew that it wasn't ending there. I did not know that it wasn't ending there. So everything after that, like, yeah. this feels tacked on, and I don't really like the actual direction they ended it. They ended up going in. But, mm. I, again, I'm not mad about it. It's just a movie that happened. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, one last thing before we move on from this. 
uh who who was who was the uh the cameo at the beginning of the movie the young the young girl uh in the beginning of the movie well technically she's not a cameo cuz she was in another scene yes at the end, but but it was Jenna Ortega yes you you want to make a point about Jenna how Ortega. Jenna Ortega is having a crazy 2022 which you're not wrong it's about it's a crazy 2022 for Jenna Ortega that's already three movies of hers that i've seen oh before the end of february two yes for did they all come out in February? <laughs> January and February. Scream was January. I think the other yeah, uh, Scream HBO, was January. Fallout was February, and then um, this was February as well. So yeah, yeah. and then X is this month. Mm-hmm. So, so that's four movies in the first three months of the year. I I I I said this would happen. Just looking at it, I was like, yeah, this is gonna happen. And I don't know if you saw Marzonia's review, but he said. Here's an extra. Here's a half a star just for just for Jenna Ortega. So, yeah, from what I've seen, she's good. Yeah, exactly. So, my prediction of her being this year's Disney Channel actress that becomes—I don't want to say like mainstream, but gets more eyes—is becoming true. I'm just saying. I mean, if you do enough, uh, if you do enough movies in a short span of time, you will be a breakout star, at least by definition. Because, like, it's just yeah. more exposure than she's ever had before. Even though, like, a movie yes, like this. because she was also in the Netflix movie, The Babysitter Vampire Academy 2, whatever that movie was called. The Babysitter 2. Oh, I'm sorry um, to hear that. She was, she was in a season of You. She was in another Netflix movie. Um, and that was all before this. So. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't speak for the mainstream. You're mentioning stuff that I've never heard of whatsoever. But I guess people do live outside of my bubble. Boy, do they? <laughs> yeah, but, but I also I also feel like I follow movies closely enough that I should be hearing about. Like, if I don't hear about a movie, I feel like it didn't make enough waves because I feel like I should have heard about a movie otherwise. Yeah, which is completely fair. I never said that any of them were good. I just said yeah. that she was in those things with Netflix. But that pretty much concludes um, our Foo Fighters talks. I guess now we can just go into. Q and A. Yeah, or just talk to each other. We have a couple questions I see here. Yeah, Harley says, "Did Dave reprise in? Did Dave? Pre- wow, did Dave reprise his tenacious D devil role? Not that I'm aware of. Not literally. We never in see the, the. Yeah, we don't see the devil ever, but he does get possessed in the movie. Yeah, by uh, Satan, by Satan, a demon, one of the two. Doesn't matter. He gets possessed, and yes. he goes on a killing spree yeah he eventually does bobby's, go on a killing spree yeah bobby says manny now that you have seen foo fighters what band do you want to see next fuck me right uh yeah exactly <laughs> um i want to see the easiest answer is to say when we were young fest i want to go see my chemical romance i want to go see paramore i want to see fallout boy um rainbow kitten surprise i want to see those are probably the top four currently that I'd want to go watch. So, yeah. Paramore should have new music this year, I think. Maybe mm. next year. But I know that they're back in the studio. Uh, I'm already seeing Olivia Rodrigo in May, so I'm not counting her. Oh, Silk Sonic. Duh. Well, yeah. Duh, that was a perfect setup. Silk Sonic. There's <sighs> your answer. God, I, Nick, hope they ex- you? I hope they extend their residency to be in Vegas during when you're gone. <laughs> Is that, I, I, is that your answer? That's the band you want to see next? In terms of, like, soonest from now, yes, because I don't know how long they'll be performing concerts. 
Um, but yeah, Silk Sonic, obviously, like, Blink would be the answer for me of, like, bucket list. I need to see Blink live, even though I've heard bits of current Blink performing live and, like, Matt doing Tom's parts in Blink concerts, and it's bizarre. I don't like it, but, like, I still want to see Blink live. If they do, like, a reunion tour where it's, like, both Matt and Tom there with uh, Mark and Travis, like, just a tour like that, I would go see them if they were remotely close to me. And, like, if any version of that band comes through town, I will go see them regardless, because that's another concern for me, is, like, my friends don't really have the same music taste as I do. I have one friend who said he will go see Blink with me, even though he doesn't, like, he's listened to some of them, and it's mostly older Blink. Um, I don't have friends that are into the same music as me uh, too much otherwise. I had a friend that was into Foo Fighters on a casual basis like I was, and that's why we went to the concert, but that's always been my concern, is, like, who's gonna go with me to these concerts, because most of my friends and I don't see eye to eye on music, so that's a concern for me, but, like, bucket list items, like, Blink would definitely be there, I would love to see Silk Sonic, um, Elton John, I think he's playing in Kansas City very soon, but those tickets are in, like, the four digits, uh, in terms of price, so that's not happening, um, yeah, Billy Joel I'd also love to see, but again, those tickets are going to be super expensive, and I'd probably have to travel for that at this point. Uh, Guns N' Roses, I would yeah. I would still go see if they, they had a concert. For the one bad song that you like? I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the only Guns N' Roses song I like is uh, Since I Don't Have You. The rest of Guns N' Roses is terrible. Um, yeah, exactly. they, they played here when I was like 17, and you had to be 18 to go in, uh, So, and those tickets were too expensive anyway, but... They recorded a couple singles last year, so they might go on. They might do a new album. I don't know. They might go on tour again. I don't know, but I would also like to see them. I like Harley's comment of just ew, no, Nick. Look, I still I'm of the opinion that if it's anyone that I've enjoyed over the course of my life, even if it's an inferior version of them, I would still go see them. That's that's my rationale now. Just to say I did, because yeah. I th I think regardless, I still have fun. No, yeah, that's totally fair. I'm trying to think, who else would I want to go see? Dua Lipa, I want to go see. Lizzo, I want to go see. Um, I'm looking through my playlist right now to see. I would go see Fleet Foxes. Yeah, I know that they're coming real soon. Yeah, so they, they announced be... a tour for this year, and they're not coming uh, through here. Yeah, next suck. Axel is a oh, terrible person, Harley um, says. Well, yeah, most people, most uh, yeah. performers and artists are terrible people. I'd want to go see uh, the Lonely Island. That's what I want to go see. Perform. Do they tour? Yeah. Okay. They haven't in a in the in a couple years, but they used to. Yeah. Okay. So if they perform again and they're near me, I'd want to go to a Lonely Island concert because I feel like that would be fun. That would probably be fun. I just want yeah. more Lonely um, yes. Island movies now. We, what, there's three? Four? What, Because you have... Hot Rod and Hot Popstar Rod, are the Popstar. only ones I can think of. I was, I didn't know if we counted MacGruber. Um, I don't know who was actually involved in MacGruber. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's two of the guys from Lonely Island, okay. so... Well, they don't, that's like, Andy's not, Andy Samberg's not in that movie, which I, in my head, I feel like that's also something I consider to be a Lonely Island movie at this point. Yeah. And then uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's the next one coming out. Uh, and that short film on Netflix that I haven't seen. Oh, the Bash Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Um, I saw that. What? Did, how have I seen it and you haven't? Well, I didn't. 
I didn't hear about it. I just saw it like a few months ago scrolling through Netflix. Mm. So I didn't know it was a no, thing yeah. when it came out. Um, but yeah. Okay. Bobby asks, if Studio 666 became an anthology series, what band should be next? Ooh. Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Would they kill off Axel? <laughs> just Axel. <laughs> just Axel. Yeah. Um, and then Slash, the ending is Slash goes to reform Velvet. Oh, wait, no. Did he... Uh, Harley was Velvet Revolver Scott Weiland. Am I thinking of that correctly? Or did or did no was Slash just because the end credit song for the Ang Lee Hulk movie had a song that Scott Weiland did with Slash on guitar. I don't remember who the actual members of Velvet Revolver were though, so I don't know if Velvet Revolver could reform or not because Scott Weiland obviously passed away. So I guess I will keep the jury out on that one. But uh, as far as other bands for a, st- a Studio Six 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 idea, I don't know. I also don't know. That's very tough to to do, because I don't know of many of the pull a block, Bobby. What did Bobby? He said it would be a slasher film. No, boo, (laughs) boo, Uh, boo, this man. Uh, yeah. Cat, guest of the show, multiple guests, cat. Says favorite mid movie. Hmm, favorite mid movie. I'm gonna pull up the letterbox here. I know I pulled up my letterbox. I'm not well. gonna say Mulan because Mulan is better than mid. You guys think a 3.5 means mid, but it doesn't. Let's see. I'm trying so to let's think. go into letterbox here. Let's sort what? by what my rating. I... Say is my favorite mid movie. So I'm going to look at the movies that I've given three stars on Letterboxd and pick the movie I think is the best of that list. Well, yeah, see, because you rate, I don't. So yes. if I just, I just take a guess as to what would be my favorite mm-hmm. mid. Where are the three stars at? Um, All right. Why Oof. him? Starring Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I actually, I actually don't hate that movie. No, no, it's whatever. I have a lot of three star ratings in here that I feel like don't reflect my current views on these movies anymore. Deadpool and Birdman both have three stars for me. Uh, I would not, I would not rate both of those either of those movies that highly anymore. Um, wow, he said that highly. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. A solid candidate. This is hard. A solid candidate is A Quiet Place Part 2 to me. I know you liked it more than I did. Herman made that legendary poster of me saying it was okay. And that was one of my favorite. It was okay. That was one of my favorite moments of the Discord. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look. See, because there's a lot of mid. Mm-hmm. That isn't. Age of Ultron? Iron Man 2? Mm-hmm. Is oh, that my Iron Man mid movie. Iron Man. 2. Iron Man two. We like Iron Man two. We like Iron Man two. Iron Man a lot. two. I like more than any of these movies that I'm mentioning here. I know. Me too. I'm like my favorite mid movie of a movie that's not great, but it's also not the worst thing in the world. Ooh, here's Iron a good Man candidate. two might take it. Here's a good candidate. Zombieland Double Tap. Zombieland Double Tap is very mid. Yes, it's solid. Uh, it's it's, it's, it it's on the good side of mid. Oh, yes, it's on the good side of it. I've seen that movie three times. Mm-hmm. So that at least speaks for it. Here comes the boom starring oh. Kevin James. 
that was that I was a, that was a that fun movie, movie I, when I watched it in high school. Right? Yeah, I'm like when I saw it, I didn't hate it. I was like, you should be so much worse than you are. You're like totally enjoyable. The Dark Knight Rises. I'm kidding. We're whoa, not gonna have this whoa, conversation. Whoa, 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 I like whoa. I like the Dark Knight Rises. I like the Dark Knight Rises. There you go. I'm not like a Lena out here saying that it ruined their trust in, <laughs> in Christopher Nolan. Well, here's another not necessarily the the best mid movie, but like the most mid movie. The Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. Yes, I could see that. Movie's I was perfectly also thinking mid. Real Steel starring Hugh Jackman. Never seen it. I like Real Steel. I, I missed that when it, it came it's out. It's got in a big fan like uprising the last year or two. Hmm. Um, it's fine. Okay. I don't hate it. I, I like it more than most. I the I can know when it's dated because it had the Xbox 720 logo with the blue <laughs> X. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Let's see, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted now. I never saw that in its entirety. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roger Rules. Roger Rules does rule. Did you ever see the, uh, hold on, let me see what year this is. The 2011 hit Monte Carlo starring Selena Gomez. Is that Leighton Meister? I'm going to stop you right there. The answer is no. Katie Cassidy. <laughs> never even heard of that movie, to be totally honest with you. Wow. Go ahead, another pick here. Bill and Ted Face the Music, that was it. Bill and Ted Face the Music, I would probably agree with. On, on the good side of mid, I would say, but yeah, I was maybe a little let, let down by that movie, because uh, mm. I, do, I do like the first two a little bit more than I like that one. Um, now, not the best fair. Not the best mid movie, but one we were actually talking about the other day that I think is mid is Dread, the Carl Urban Dread. Not, not a massive yeah, fan of that one. I don't like you. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said I don't like I thought you said I don't like the movie you said I don't like you yeah (laughs) maybe the tooth fairy starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson are we sure that's mid and not below mid what about the game plan starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Madison Pettis below mid but also I have a a bit of a soft spot for that movie what about race to which mountain starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson (laughs) and is that Josh Hutcherson that Josh Hutcherson and then um Ah, oh, oh crap! The other girl is it? Is it? Is it Sophia Robb? Are they also in that movie together? Let's see. Race to which mountain? Two thousand nine. I think it's Anna Sophia Robin. So they did that after Bridge to Terabithia. Yes. Yes. Huh. Carla Gugino is also in this. She's also his wife in San Andreas. I want to say. I never saw it. Yes. I saw San Andreas. Cat says anything with the rock. You're right, Cat. I saw. The Rock is best in a supporting role, and he refuses to do that anymore. That's that's uh, just kind of how it is. You know, movies very mid and inside out, and I'll stand by that. I like it more than you, but I'm not passionate about that movie. Yeah. I thought it was good, but I don't like him. It's not top tier Pixar to me or anything. Mm. Oh, here's another good mid movie that I actually very much enjoyed when I saw it. Uh, the Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger from, from 2013. You ever see that movie? No. It's Arnold as the sheriff of a small town and Johnny Knoxville is his friend and he defends the town from, from some uh, some criminals and stuff. It's super basic. Super generic, but it's also kind of charming. Mm. Yeah, I just punched from microphone. No, I'm sorry. The guy from, Kat says no, the guy from Hunger Games. Yeah, that's Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, Josh Hutcherson's the guy from Hunger Games. Or unless you're talking about another guy from Hunger Games. 
which the only guys I can remember I mean, are Liam Hemsworth and Josh Liam Hutcherson. Hemsworth, Josh Hutcherson. She's talking about Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's a joke. Um, no, there's the uh, the guy who plays Hamish. Uh, he was Carnage. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, <laughs> Woody Harrelson is also there. Um, Sam Cat, Sam Claflin, Claflin. Lenny Kravitz. He's also in there. Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Um, J- James Gordon. She um, says Cato. Cato is Alexander Ludwig. Oh, he's in First yes, Class, isn't yes, he? Yes, he's he's. Yes, he's also in Race to Witch Mountain. But oh, so okay. is Josh Hutcherson. They're so they're both in. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bernard from Westworld just played James. Jeffrey Gordon. Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yes, I was about to call him BD because that's his name in the movie. Um, Jeffrey Wright is fucking ooh, awesome. I love Chicken Jeffrey Little. Wright. I saw it when I was like seven. I've never seen it since. I didn't. I remember like thinking it was fine, but I never watched it a second time. Would Click be considered a mid movie? Would what? Click. I saw that on my three star ratings, and I almost mentioned it. I like I, I like, like click too. <laughs> I saw that a lot as a kid. When I that movie when that, that movie gets serious like from out of nowhere, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. When he's when he's running out in the rain and he collapses and he dies. That movie just <laughs> <laughs> That movie gets serious out of nowhere. And when I watched that as a kid in the theater, I was like, What am I watching? What is that? <laughs> I came here for a comedy. Katz is looking at Race to Witch Mountain cast. No Josh. Wow. Are we sure about that? All right, let's go to Letterboxd. Race to Witch Mountain. He was the one I was actually sure about being in there. I typed in Race Hutcherson. Race Hutcherson. Uh, <laughs> she's right. Alexander Ludwig, Ludwig is third, uh, third build okay. in the movie. He made that well, much of an impression on me on. that I just thought he was Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> he, he also number four and I am number four. Was he? I want to say he was. Uh, let's look back through the box. Maybe he wasn't. Vikings. I, no, I think Bad it was Boys for Life. I think it was another guy. I am number four. No, he's not here. Alex Pettifer. That was the guy from I am number four. Um, who I have seen. What is he doing? Yeah, Alex Pettifer. What has he done or what is he currently doing? What is he currently doing? Oh, I have no idea. I was gonna sort by most recent to see what he's been what he's been up to. Not a lot to tell you the truth. Um, the last movie he's done that I've heard of has been uh Endless Love, which was eight years ago. I have not even heard of Endless Love. I saw Magic that Mike was I, I, the last one. Okay. He was in the Butler, which I saw. I don't like. I don't remember him in that movie at all. Me neither. I've seen the Butler once, and I do not remember it. Yeah, same. And I have no desire to ever see that movie again. Oh my god! Oh my god! He was the guy in Beastly. Yes, that's right. I never saw that movie, but like seventh grade when that movie came out, my English teacher told us all the movie was coming out and that she had read the book and it was great. And I'm like, I'm not gonna read that or watch that. Never ever. And I never did. Vanessa Hudgens, Mary-Kate Olsen, Neil Patrick Harris, Dakota Johnson. A lot of people in that movie. What is that cast? <laughs> That's the Beasley cast. It kind of goes hard. Why do I... Hold. Why is this what I gave this movie? Huh? 
Why are you below? What Sorry, you... I'm, I'm just looking through my movies. And for some reason, School of Rock had four stars and no heart. Four stars and no heart? What the fuck, bro? I, right? Could you imagine me giving Superbad four stars and no heart? I can imagine you giving something four stars and no heart nowadays because you're like the stars speak for themselves. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually give hearts. Yeah. Alex Pettifer. Kat says Dakota Johnson has no lines. She is one, two, three, four, five, sixth build according to Letterboxd. So I'm surprised that she has zero lines in that movie. If she's sixth build, unless it's like. Anna Paquin and the Irishman, who the whole point of her character is that she's not talking to her father, so she doesn't have that many lines. But she's still billed fairly highly. But I doubt that's the point of Dakota Johnson's character in that movie. I did not expect to talk about Beastly on this chat. Me neither. I'm just going through the rest of my movies. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going through um, the like mid-movies. The um, Parent Trap starring Lindsay Lohan? Never seen it. Oh, here's a, course, here's a good mid-movie, The Terminal. Have you seen The Terminal? the terminal no. it's the it's the spielberg movie where tom hanks plays oh he's from a fictional country but he's like around russia ukraine area and he gets stranded in an airport for years and he just learns to live in the airport no it's a never... it's a cute it's like it's an enjoyable cute movie mm. it's like no good mid not bad mid yeah when you said tom hanks i'm like Philadelphia? I'm like, that's not a fun movie to watch. How did you think Philadelphia? Of like all the Terminal. Tom Hanks movies. Oh, term I, term I said it's the terminal. The terminal is yes, the title I know of the movie. It's the terminal. Yeah, Harley likes it more than I do. I I like the movie. it's just it's in my three stars. It didn't quite get to three point five level for me. But I like it. I liked it more than I thought I would because I've heard a lot of people be negative about the terminal over the years. Mm. Interesting. Uh, your thoughts on Sister Act starring Whoopi Goldberg? I watched both of those movies in sixth grade music class and I remember liking them as. Excuse so me. You've seen as, Sister as an Act, but you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz. The they showed me Sister Act in sixth grade music class. Otherwise, I would have never watched Sister Act in my life. I was shown Wizard of Oz in like. The Bro. second grade. Bro, I live in Kansas and they never showed us Wizard of Oz. I'm dead serious. It never happened. That's so weird. That's so, weird. <laughs> that, that's so bizarre. Go yeah. watch The Wizard of Oz. I will at some point. I just never want to watch it. I know it's like not a super long movie and it's obviously an incredibly famous movie, but I've never actually want to watch it. Yeah, Wizard of Oz isn't like Sound of Music, where it's four hours, four hours long. long. Yeah, like I'm the like kind of that person I understand not wanting to watch. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who's like, I want to, I will wait to watch a movie I haven't seen until I'm actually in the mood to watch it. Because if I watch something that I'm not in the mood for it, I'm going to be unfair to it, and I don't want to be unfair to it. So I usually just will wait to watch a movie until I'm in the right mood, and sometimes that takes years. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a certain day I get the feeling. Like when I watched Titanic a couple months ago, that was one I put off because A, it's a long movie, and B, it's like I just want to wait till I'm in the right mood to watch Titanic. And I finally was, and I liked Titanic a lot when I finally watched it. So that'll happen with with Wizard of Oz eventually. And that'll happen with me and Luca because I still have <laughs> not finished Luca. I saw 
first 20 minutes and then never finished it because I'm like, I'm not feeling this and I don't want to judge this movie harshly. Also, cat, uh, I'm with you. I like Sound of Music. I like Julie Andrews. There's no denying the movie is so long. It is too long. It's a lo- it's a long movie. I like the movie, but I'm not going to watch that movie that much because it's so fucking long. That's just how it is. I'll watch it maybe once every five, ten years because it is long. Yeah, I feel. I'm in, I'm in your bo- the same boat as you. Yeah, 2.52. I rarely watch movies that long. I fairly regularly watch movies that long, but usually it's me watching a new movie of that length. I will. I won't rewatch long movies as often as I watch other movies. Mm-hmm. In general. Yeah, it's like movies that are around that length that I'll rewatch. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Endgame. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises is two forty, like eight. So close enough. The I'll credits roll at two thirty six. Do they really? Yeah. Hmm. West Side Story also has the same issue of it's way too long. Yeah, honestly, my biggest problem with the Spielberg West Side Story is just that it's West Side Story. And the issues I have with West Side Story already are the issues that I have with the remake. Because otherwise, it's immaculate. Like, everybody but the lead is well cast. Like, the movie looks incredible. Like, I'm fine with it winning all the Oscars because it's so perfectly made. That, But I don't love it because I don't love West Side Story as a story. You know a movie I do love? 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men fucks. I watched that, I think, so a month hard. or two ago for the first time. It's exactly my shit. For the first time? Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, like, the movies movies I want to make are people in a room for the whole movie talking to each other, or people walking and talking throughout the movie like the before movies are. Those are the type, the two, the two types of movies I desperately want to make. You're either sitting in a room talking the whole time, or you're just walking and talking the whole time. That's, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, speaking um, of Julie Bobby, Andrews, thoughts yeah. on Princess Diaries? Never seen either Princess, Princess Diaries movie. Princess Diaries 1 is good. I don't really like Princess Diaries 2. I remember... <laughs> Go on, Harley. Um, I remember uh, seeing ads for Princess Diaries 2 around the time it was coming out, because I would have been 5 in 2003. I think the movie came out in 04. Um, but I was seeing the ads for it, like when I was watching House of Mouse and stuff on Disney Channel at the time, or the Lilo and Stitch show. I remember I watched. So Lilo and Stitch show goes hard. It does. So that's why I knew about the second Princess Diaries. Yeah. No, the second one never really grabbed me as much as the first one. Mm. I believe it. Yeah. We had another question that I missed at some point. Did we? Oh, it's a joke question. Bobby says, when does Nicky Manny's Infinite OnlyFans launch? Stay tuned. Watch this space. Watch the space, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got some new announcements coming out. Listen, guys, we're going to hold a town hall meeting soon. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're going to talk about all that stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Hey, full disclosure, we were considering doing video for this episode. But it would have been, especially with the tech issues we ended up having, we wouldn't have been able to do it yeah. anyway. But... Yeah, it was just too much to actually do. I think it would have been shitty webcams, at least on my end. My end as well. I have a camera, but I haven't figured up how figured out how to get it set up properly with my computer yet. 
Yeah, I just plug mine in and it works. Mm. Yeah, I have a Mac, so it requires more hoops to jump through. Hoopla! <laughs> Sounds like a lot of hoopla! Sounds like a lot of hoopla! Hoopla! Boom. So, so, Sounds like a lot of hoopla for a burger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what an episode that's one of the best episodes i tell you what you, you look at the episode list in any calendar year of spongebob 2002 is the best year for spongebob is it really 2002 has Krusty crab an instructional video it has the one where squidward's in spongebob's house it has the as seen on tv episode um i think it has my favorite of this it's the super friends episode i think it's the only super friends episode the one where they all become heroes and SpongeBob was like, "You want to see me run to that mountain and back?" That mountain? I think I think that's a 2002 again? episode as well. Um, oh, there's a few others. Oh, one's pretty good. Oh, one has like the secret box and other other ones. And I think oh, one has just one bite, one more bite. The one where Squidward loves Krabby Patties. I think yeah. that's an oh one. Does it also have the uh, the episode where SpongeBob and Patrick are hanging out with Man Ray? <laughs> oh, I think that's an oh one. Yeah. Is that, yeah. The one where the meme comes from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so this is that, right? It's like, yep, yeah, the, yep, sounds good to me. So this is that. It's like, no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I need to rewatch that show again. That's what I should use Paramount Plus for. Oh, I'm just looking at my letterbox. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking about that, Paramount Plus added Scream today or Five Cream. Five Cream. Today, so I, I might think rewatch I'm that soon. Go. I think I'm gonna activate it and then watch it. I thought about going about watching it again in the theater today, and I was like, "Do I really want to?" Oh, is that what and you were like, saying in the in uh, the Discord that you had time for well, a second movie? I be, yes, because I don't have I didn't have anything to do today, mm-hmm. so I was like, "All right, I could watch Jackass, could watch Five Cream, Licorice Pizza wasn't playing because of course Aww. it's not. Literally last that movie's week out it was on digital there. now, so you're you're pretty close. To is being it able really? To, yeah." But it's still in theaters because of Oscars. Yeah, I, I still have, I have like a showing a day at my nineteen dollars and Walmart. Why does it say that you're playing today at seven p.m.? Wow. Oh wait, March twelfth, Saturday. Okay, so maybe I'm not even here on Saturday. Okay, let me see. Sad. Let me see when I go back home. Are you playing at the loft? <laughs> be playing at the loft i would imagine anyway while he's working that out folks i just wanted to say on my letterboxd um sometimes i see the star ratings that i gave to movies when i started my letterbox three years ago and i realized that i these really do not reflect the person i am anymore batman v superman and dr strangelove both have three stars for me on letterboxd these do not accurately reflect my feelings on either of those movies uh, at this point in time that's just what i was like when i started uh i've grown a lot Alright, so I'm looking, and it does not appear to be playing. Very sad. I I am never going to see this movie in a theater, which means I'm never going to see this movie. Aww. Sad, sad, sad. I'll make sure you see it It's what happened point. with Mad Max Fury Road. I have yet to see it because I haven't seen it in a theater. You're just going to be stubborn and wait to see that one in a theater? Maybe. I think I have that on the commentary list, and you said okay. But now that I know that, we can't we can't have your first time be a commentary. That just See, hold be right. on, wait. I just saw something that said buy tickets for licorice pizza. Are you? <laughs> yes, allow. Okay, yes, allow. Whatever, I don't care. 
Saturday. This is riveting, um, folks. Nope, not playing. The worst person in the world oh. is. Yeah. I man. could go watch Cyrano, my favorite movie of this year. Fantastic Mr. Fox. What a great movie to go watch. That's a great movie. It's already sold out. Oh. Drive My Car is already going to be out of theater. It's on HBO already. At least. Yeah, I know it is. But I'm saying. I was glad I saw that in theater, though. Yeah. Just to I tell you what. It's not just critics. Every person I know that has seen Cyrano likes Cyrano. I know. I'm. That's one you're you're just going to be stubborn about. And I don't blame you for it. Because I get that way with certain movies that just don't make sense for me to be stubborn about. Yeah, that movie looked like garbage from that trailer. Yeah, I think it's a he's bad trailer. An, he's an instrument. No, Bobby Mayonnaise is not an instrument. Horseradish is not an instrument either. Whoever's in the ways of it, you love your, you lights, loved your on. lights on. <laughs> I think that's an 01 episode. That's a big point in one's favorites. That the best SpongeBob episode is Band Geeks, and that's in 2001. <laughs> I thought that song was created for Spongebob for the longest time. Me too. And then I heard it in a pro wrestling documentary years later. I'm like, did they get that song from Spongebob? Sadly, that was not the case. The last one to fall. Really? All right. So I went to go check the like where it's playing. And I was like, all right, let's check this place. Nope. Okay, so it's literally the day after I get back from. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, I thought you had. A, I thought you I hiccuped. Found a, I found. A, I found a. I found a theater that's playing it. <laughs> that's playing licorice pizza. Do it, folks. Yeah, I legitimately thought off. he just it'll hiccuped. Be, it'll when be he next gasped. Week, maybe next Wednesday is when I'll finally see this oh, damn shit. movie. But tentatively, I'm watching it next Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. We love to hear it. And the sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Yeah. Cat asks, uh, I forgot to answer this. What song do you want to hear at Bobcat's live show? Fighting hmm. the Gravity. Oh, Fighting the Gravity, yeah. I still think I still think they should do Snake Eater for Bobcat. I'd like to have Cat sing White Limo. Is that a Foo Fighters song? Yes. I, I thought so, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Hmm. I'll go listen Let's to that see. after this. Could y'all do the Batman score? Just go bomb, 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 bomb. Bum, bum, bum. Just do that for about an hour. That's a good theme. It's a good theme. Yeah. But I'm not going to buy that. I'm not going to buy that vinyl on Mondo or anything, but it's a good score. And I like that theme. I think uh, Affleck's Batman in general is going to have a weird legacy because he was attached to movies that were not as good as he was. But I think his actual theme is a good theme, too, even though it's just going to be totally lost. Like, I'm thinking about every time someone references the Pattinson Batman theme, I think of the Affleck theme. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Is Edith here? Edith? Edith, you're here. Edith? 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 I haven't talked to Edith in like 20 hours. I know, right? What was I going to say? Um, 
I don't hate. I don't like the characterization of Batman played by Ben Affleck, but I like the way that Ben Affleck plays Batman and Bruce in those movies. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I it's do like, wish I he had actually Bruce, had like, a movie. That's Bruce. Hmm. I do wish he had actually had a movie, like a solo yeah, me movie. Because yeah. legacy then, would be much I different. I still think. After seeing the Batman, and this isn't like my complete thoughts, I still think that warehouse fight is the best. If, you know, if I think that he's not killing people, then I think that warehouse <laughs> fight is the best one. He's killing people, but he's definitely killing people <laughs> in that in that fight. But I think generally that action scene, I think, is the best Batman. I, that's the stuff. best. Like viewing all the fights in a vacuum that Batman's had on screen. Yes, it's the best one. It's the best that Batman has looked fighting. If that makes sense, yeah, is my thoughts on that. But I'm of the I opinion like the fighting is, is not the most important thing about Batman. It's not. It's just something. It's just one aspect that I like about. The most Batman. important aspect about Batman is that he has to be a detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ah, there we go. Was holding that one in. This is why we edit. He literally made a guy explode in that scene. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, I know he did. <laughs> he slammed That's another guy up against the wall killing, and you could see the trail of blood from the people, back of his head. Yeah, exactly. If he wasn't killing people, I would think it was the best one. But because mm. he's killing people, I'm like, that goes completely against what Batman stands for. But anyways, we're not talking about Batman. We're, yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about talk. Batman. Not yet. Not no. yet. Yeah, there we go. Little little. Wink, wink, little tease. Harley asks if he had a theme. He did have a theme. Um, I don't think it actually has its own... It's not like its own individual track on the soundtrack, but there's a theme that he has. Even though they don't really make a point of playing it during the movie. Um, but yeah, there is like... He has a recurring motif, kind of, sort of. It's weird that they don't... Like, Superman in the same Snyderverse, has a clear theme, and they kind of abandoned that too, but they don't really have the same one for Batman. It's weird. The music in BVS is weird to me. Yeah, by the guy Junkie XL. Yeah. I'm also just now realizing, is this the same actor? Is he in the... Ba okay, he is. So... This doesn't mean anything at all because it's a completely different universe. But um, there's a character in quotation marks um, in the Batman that the actor plays a Robin on Titans. So when I saw him, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. Where is he? Oh, okay. And he plays, uh, he plays Tim Drake in Titans. And I'm like, that's what it was. Hmm. The reason why that happened is because... Uh, I just saw a photo of the Titans cast hanging out again, and he was there. And I'm like, didn't I just watch you in something? <laughs> yeah, the moment where he said, where he walks up to Batman and the Batman, he says, "Fuck you, Batman." It's really one of the best moments of that movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Harley did not like the score to be the other besides Wonder Woman's, but Wonder Woman has a great theme. Um, I like. <laughs> yes. That's the one. Yep. 
he, he's nailing it folks listen to that um i like pieces of that score as a whole i don't love that score but beautiful lie the first track which is the one that plays uh in the in the opening montage i like that one a lot i like the i don't remember what it's called it might be fight night it's the one that plays in the batmobile sequence i like that and i think that theme comes back in the warehouse fight um and wonder woman's theme is awesome yeah. I'm a little sequence where he's clearly trampling over people and exploding them. That, and that was them. that was my first point where I'm like, oh, he's killing people in this movie, huh? These people are not surviving yeah. this. <laughs> no, not that. At that all. was a strange discovery There's to no make way. in the theater. It's like even in Arkham Knight, it's kind of a stretch because yeah. like he's using a uh, rubber. Bullets. He's using these you rubber know, bullets. Actually, he has a tank. But he's, you know, he's not killing them. He's, he's got, he's got bullets. He's firing at you with a tank. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh boy, boy, boy. Edith says hi. Hi, Edith. Hi, Edith, do you have questions for us that you need us to answer? Anybody Edith got burning questions played, here? Edith and Max played three games of Unite and then got off because they lost all three. <laughs> It really do be like that sometimes. I think it we really t- we played like three or four games last night. We only won the last one. And then I said, I'm done. At that and point. And then Edith and I won the one. Won the one. Yes. Won the one. Well, yeah, you yeah, won the one. The... Now I can't say it. We were victorious on the one after you left. Yeah. You shed the dead weight is what happened. No. Mm-hmm. Bobby says he's got rubber bullets, but his chest would have collapsed from the velocity of said bullets. You're thinking That's about it correct. too much, Bobby. Rubber bullets means they don't die. I I always do enjoy that when people are when people point out like Batman's like I won't kill you, but I will just totally ruin your life. Oh yes, 100%. like I will physically decimate you for the rest of your your existence on this world, but you won't die, so I'm good. I will brand you, but you won't die. Oh, he brands people in that movie. I forgot. He does. Uh, I just saw a tweet about the new MLB bases. Did you see that they made the bases bigger? They made them bigger. Yeah, there was like one of the agreements that they had to make for the to end this lockout or that uh, they had to make the bases bigger. Hmm. I'm going to send you a picture. All right. Big, thick bases. Look at them. They're thick. Oh, they are big. I know. It's weird. <laughs> it's bizarre. They're, they're like huge. <laughs> uh, the last 30 seconds should just be cut out. Me saying they're thick. 10 seconds of dead air. Manny being like, oh, they are thick. They're huge. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, indeed. Is this us being done? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't see any more questions that we haven't answered, unless anybody has one last question they want to get in real quick. Because I yeah, can keep you going. have any last questions? I can keep going for a little bit. If there's, Me too. If there's anything else you want to talk about. Rocket, we're going to wait to talk I... about Batman for. Her. For another episode. Yeah. 
Cat says favorite thing about to... Cat. Hmm. Your tenacity. I just admire that you're passionate about stuff, even if it's stuff I don't care about remotely in the same way as you do. I just appreciate when people are passionate about stuff, as long as it's like stuff that isn't harmful to other people, <laughs> which uh, musicals are not harmful to other people. So I appreciate that you're passionate about, well, at least about musicals. To me, people being passionate about stuff is just infectious and makes me enjoy something, even if I don't enjoy it otherwise. Harley says, hang on, let me type it. Okay, he's got something. Mm. In the meantime, remember how I said I was tired and that I would probably get some rest this week and next week? Sorry to hear that. I lied. <laughs> so, um, so starting tomorrow, I volunteered for the robotics competition that's here because I did robotics. And mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll 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 help out with these. Um, tomorrow, I don't have to, like, check in until about 4.30. <laughs> then, Thursday morning, uh, all rolls are from 7 a.m. until close for oh, the day. Oh, no. So I will be up from s probably like 6 a.m., go walk there, get there maybe like 6.45. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why did I do this? I'm never doing this again. I don't blame you. I'll be there from 7 to about I think I said like four and then I'll have to go from there to a class come back to sleep and then wake up again tomorrow no Friday I don't have to be there at seven because I was like um I can do it after this time and they're like yeah that's fine and I'm like okay thank god yeah I had just an afternoon shoot today at work uh, so I woke up at like 9 a.m. and then I have to wake up at 5.15 tomorrow morning to get to work at 7 a.m. My job giveth and my job taketh away. Yeah, I'm doing this for free. <laughs> yeah. You're in it for the so, love of the game. I'm a mercenary. Trust me. If there was money involved, <laughs> I would have taken it. Oh, yeah. You would have gladly taken it. Yeah, I went back to judge my high school debate tournament right uh, the first year after I graduated, and then I never went back to do it in a, another time. Yeah. Because I was like, A, I didn't really, all my friends were like a year younger than me, and they were all gone at that point, and B, it's like, I'm just more removed from high school now. I don't really feel the need to go back there anymore, and I like especially feel that now. Mm-hmm. The good thing is Saturday is just test games, so there isn't really much I'll be doing any. I'm sorry, Thursday isn't is test games, so there isn't really much I'll be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. Friday I'll be there for a couple hours. Saturday I'm not there at all. So it is what it is. I like being around robots. What can I say? I we, like being around robots. I, he likes being I, around robots, folks. I, I do like being around robots. Listen. I have talked before about how I find the robot apocalypse very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, for when it will happen, I will be on the sidelines thinking, man, this is awesome. But at the same time, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm too fixated on the I'm going to die part to think it's remotely cool in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I'm just built different. Mm -hmm. 
Bobby asks, what kind of robots? Um, they're just regular robots here. I will put the link in chat for this year's game that they had to do. Um, <laughs> but I did this for three years. Three years is how long I did it for. So that's always fun, right? Uh, two months ago. This is the one. Jeez. Six weeks goes by quick. I forgot. Yeah, time, time said, goes by. Wait, you quick. die. You come back as a ghost, but only your co-host can see you. You can touch and lift anything you would have been able to in life. How do you take advantage of this? Hold on. I'm still trying to wrap my head around these rules here. So only my co-host can see me. But, like, we can't do the show together anymore because I'm dead to the rest of the world, right? Or, or if they can't yeah. see me, can they still hear me? Because then I could still do the podcast. If I could still uh, touch and lift anything I would be able to in life, I can still click my mouse. Um, I can still set up my equipment, and I could still do the podcast if people could still hear me. The show ends when we die. The show ends after the show. The show continues after we die. Oh, Harley had to change the rules so they can't hear or see. Well, fuck. Hear or see. Okay. Hmm. Um. So if you're like the only person who could still see me after I was dead, I'm trying to figure out. Like at that point, my only purpose in life would be to help you in whatever way I would, or in death, I my purpose in death, I guess, would be would be to help you. We could still play video games. I guess. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, well, I guess, well, I guess I could still play online if I oh, had like a set up elsewhere. We can hear each other. Yeah. But the rest of the world can't hear. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Um... Ooh, I would like I guess I could like be your roommate, but I was wondering how I would make money. Um, yeah. I could just rob banks and no one would ever know. If no one could ever see or hear movies. me. Oh my god, we could make haunted movies with you as a ghost. Like paranormal activity. Oh my god. Where you're actually there fucking with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think that's the answer. We uh, use each other to make other people scared. Mm. We're menaces to society. <laughs> Sad that we couldn't still do the podcast, though. Yeah. Have to amend the statement to the show ends when one of us dies. Show ends of one when one of us dies. I kind of want to go terrorize Edith. That's mean. Like that would just be fun. Like I, I just start writing like her name slowly in her room or something like that. Like Edith, she starts <laughs> freaking out, grabs a stool, runs out of the house. <laughs> Edith, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate that his it's mind just... went to how can I torment my friend? I'm just like, how can I help my friend out? It'd be kind of fun. Like, you don't think that'd be fun to just go mess with your friends? Um, not really. Like, wow. If they would hold on, I have to turn the video settings down. Um, like, if my friends could never actually know what really happened then i wouldn't enjoy it like to me fucking with your friends like that only works if you actually reveal yourself as a punchline at the end harley All says right. i throw a pie at someone <laughs> i believe you Simple. harley 
ooh, sneak into the Cheesecake Factory and steal millions of dollars of cheesecake. Y'all like cheesecake more than I do. You can leave. It's not my least favorite thing in the world. I just don't like it that much. Cheesecake is so good. I wish I liked oh it more. God. I'm just not a cream cheese person. You're just not a cream person? You heard what I said. You know that's not what I said. Yeah, you said cream cheese. Who would you throw a pie at, Harley? I have guesses. You could you could do more than just throw a pie. The entire state of the entire state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not gonna mention anything uh beyond that in, in specific. Any, no, yes. But the entire state. Yeah. Cat uh. says you leave Edith and Azula alone. No. I'm kinda I'm kinda with you, Kat. I don't think I will. Azul Azul doesn't deserve this. Edith also doesn't, but I'm still more sympathetic to the puppy. Because, of course. Well, I mean, a soul would be protected by Edith. Is See, that it how all that works? works out, guys. Okay. I'm not going to terrorize the dog. I'm here to terrorize Edith. Yeah, but the dog is right there with Edith. Are you saying the dog wouldn't get any secondhand terrorization? Um, I don't know. Sounds like you haven't put much thought into this. Exactly. Actually, I was thinking of a friend who believes in ghosts the way you see it. If she gets a ghost story and I get to be an idiot. Got it. It's never too late to change your mind. <laughs> he just says she would protect me. <laughs> Is she a good guard, uh, guard dog? Either? Does she bark whenever like she hears anything out of the ordinary? Because that's how my dog used to be. The, uh, the one dog I still have left, he's old and he doesn't have great hearing. And he sleeps right through anybody coming up our driveway. Like, even if it's a loud like, mail truck or Amazon truck or whatever, he sleeps right through it now. And he only barks if he actually physically sees them outside. So he's a terrible guard dog. Wish I had a dog. I love having dogs, but also, like, once this, this doggo is gone, I'm okay not ever having another dog of my own. Just because the pain of losing one is so bad. And I've gone through it a lot in my life, so I don't want to go through it anymore after this. Mm. That, that got too real too quick, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can't <laughs> relate, bro. Bro, chicho. What? I said bro chicho. Is that a thing people just say? Yes. <laughs> never heard anyone say that. You've never heard someone call you a bro chacho? No. Bro. We run in different circles. Yeah, we do. Damn, I made Edith and Kat sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I did not mean to make to to bring it down here. Yeah. I love doggos. It's just a Nick thing for him to do that. To to ruin the vibe of everybody? Oh, yeah, just wait till Wayne's gone. Oh, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> Cuz I won't be there. Oh. <laughs> I'm still mad that you won't be there. Like, not mad at you, just 
upset that you won't be able to be there. Yeah, me too, man. Something's going to be missing, and I don't like that. And it'll be a little brown boy. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby hit a bobcat hint somewhere in the chat tonight. Mm. Time to look back through the chat, baby. They're doing sweet victory. I knew it. That'd be really funny if that was the case. Yo, I'm not I'm not even kidding. Y'all should do sweet victory. <laughs> you guys should. Wait, why? What do you mean, Edith? Why I won't be at WangerCon? I th- I'm assuming that's what she means. Because I'm not 21 and my parents... You don't know that song, Cat. What is wrong with you? Bobby, get in the DMs. Educate Cat. Right? Like, come on. Or I'll just send the link in Safari. We could just send the link here. We could. Sweet victory. I believe the name of the song is actually Winner Takes All. I'm just going to send the actual scene, the link for the scene. Yeah. It goes hard. There you go. There we go. Um, Edith, because I'm not 21 when they're going to Vegas, and my parents would not let me leave the state by myself, most likely. So, you know, just saying. We were originally planning to do it for his 21st, right after he turned 21. And then when he said that, it's like, well, okay, we might as well do it a bit earlier. So we did. Yeah, without skipping a beat. They were like, all right, cool. So we got it this date instead. And We thought about not just not doing it after that. There was like a day, I think, when we discussed just not doing it then. Or waiting for a point when you would be able to. Nah, y'all go do Winger Kong. Y'all go have fun. Yeah, but it's not gonna be not gonna be the same. I'll be there in spirit. Will you? I hope well, you actually so. will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you you won't be hearing much about it because everyone who would be talking to each other in Safari will be there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you'll be hearing about it after the fact. I'm gonna miss out on it so much. <laughs> Why does life have to be so cruel? Why do I have to be the baby of the group? We will miss you, Bobby's right. I think I'm... I think Colin is just a little... Like, born the same year as me, but a little bit older. But I think I'm the baby yeah. of Winger Con. With you, Also, I, I'm, I'm looking at a certain movie that you watched yesterday and gave four stars. Was that your first time watching that movie? Uh, Yeah, I saw the opening sequence a couple years ago, but I had not... I don't remember why, but I turned it off then, and I had never been able to get back to it. Well, I'm glad you got back to it. Yeah, and I I wasn't paying close attention in some parts of the movie. I got distracted by Safari and other stuff, but uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. We can just yeah, say it. I don't know we're being cryptic. Lego Batman movie I watched yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he saw the Lego Batman movie, which I, I genuinely might be my favorite Batman movie. It's not mine. I appreciate it. I appreciate it thematically, and it's like a cute, fun Lego movie on top of that. But it's not my favorite Batman movie. Yeah, Bobby always forgets Colin's young since he's engaged. Yeah, I'm the same age as Colin, and I am, like, just not at the same point in life. Maybe I should get engaged. 
You know what? Hold on, wait. <laughs> oh, what, what, what are you saying now? Hold on, wait. I have no idea what's happening, folks. Um... Yeah. Oh, hold on. We're discussing something in the DMs now. We're discussing something in the DMs. I don't think I'll get an answer until tomorrow. But am I pulling out a ring? You could have just stopped him at pulling out. I'm so sorry. Okay. We finished the private talk that we had to have. No proposal. No rings. That said boo. Oh. Sorry. What? Better pick out your white dress. <laughs> oh, man. What, what would my wedding attire... What would the, the ideal wedding attire for me would be the Mario Sunshine shirt and the Chief Subas. Oh, God. If you wore that... If I were a woman and you wore that, I would leave this i would leave the altar oh i would have no say in uh, legitimately if i got married i would have no say in anything at the wedding obviously yeah because i don't care i'm just like yeah it's this is not my thing I, I will do it for you whoever you are hypothetically because i love you but i don't care about this wedding the actual process of the wedding although i do think when we were i think it might have been the, the infamous safari friday we were talking about Discord spouses at one point. I think everyone agreed that you and I are Discord spouses. Yeah. At least of the people in our in uh like the the Safari regulars. Yeah. It's you because and me. we're the same. We have the same brain. Mm -hmm. We are a hive mind, as you like to say. Yeah, we are. We love saying there things will be at the same time. We will say the exact same thing back to back. Yeah. There were like five of those in the live chat last night. Yeah. Would you haven't have you gone back to watch the episode since you saw that movie? No, not yet. Mm. They seem to I'm, all feel uh, roughly how I felt about the movie. You haven't heard how I felt about it. I mean, you saw what I said in chat. But, yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, again, we'll save it for the pod. We'll do another episode soon. I don't know if this will be a live one, mm -hmm. but we'll do it soon. Yeah. Although this was fun, we... like just doing it live like this. This isn't as structured as we usually are. Um. And I mean, to say we're structured in general is kind of being generous. But like, yeah, this was fun. Getting to interact with everybody in the second half of the show was good. Exactly. Cat asked when she's allowed back on the pod. I was going to Cat, and I don't know if I'll be able to this week at this point. But last week, uh, I was like, all my nights this week should be open. I was like, maybe I'll ask Bobby or Cat to finally do the commentaries I need them to do. But I was waiting to see if we had. I was waiting to see if we've been able to schedule this this episode we're doing right now before I asked about commentaries. So we were able to get this done. I don't know what the rest of my week looks like exactly because we might have yeah, some. We some snow coming through, so I might be stuck in the house for a couple days after tomorrow. 
So we'll see. Exactly. So Bobby or Cat, yeah, we if you're were, available we tomorrow night waiting. or Thursday night, we might be able to do some. Bobby asks, when can Bobcat be on the pod together? No, I don't know. I don't mean to be oh, rude to you guys. You I don't mean to be rude to you guys, but four audio tracks for me to edit. Manny can speak to that. Ugh. Fucking hell, never doing four. Doing three is too much for me sometimes. I get I get annoyed doing three tracks. Doing four is too much. And it's no offense to any of our guests that we would have, because obviously we enjoy having everybody on the show. But having to edit all those tracks together is a nightmare. You have to take the first name of your favorite singer and the last name of your second favorite guitar player. What's your new name? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I don't. I honestly don't pay attention to guitar to guitar that much. So, like picking out a player that I like, I don't really know. And then picking a a, a second favorite after that, I also don't really know. Uh, I don't even know who my favorite singer do... is anyway. Let's do Lin Manuel Smear. You Obviously, say, he's not my favorite. I was gonna say favorite singer, as in specifically his singing yeah. ability. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bobby says Manny doesn't like being on when I am. Anyways, no, Bobby, it's not that. It's just I could not give a shit. Bobby, less you should about see what he says about you in the DMs. <laughs> he's like, keep me off the show if that white guy's coming on the show. I can only handle one <laughs> white guy at a time. One at a time. <laughs> oh, it's just that I don't like football or Bond. That's all. Now I'm trying to look. We will do a music-based episode, and me and Bobby will just talk for hours. And you'll kick me off the show. Yeah, we'll kick you off the show. Mm-hmm. Out here being, you know, I really like to go see Guns N' Roses. Not that anything's wrong with Guns N' Roses, but... <laughs> I'm like, that's just... the least snobby thing I think I could say. <laughs> I really want to go see yeah, these fucking like old so men who are... is the issue. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, because my music taste is pretty basic. I wasn't. I also wasn't really into music until the last like two years. So like, Yo, I kind of want. I kind of want someone to talk about Arthur with. Arthur. Yeah. What's that? The show. Arthur. 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 What are you talking about? The artwork. Okay. Do you not know Arthur? Like the animated show Arthur? Yes. Okay, isn't he like a bear? He's an aardvark. What? Yes. I, mean, I think it, the show with the meme where he's making the fist? <laughs> yes, that's an aardvark. He's not a bear? No. <laughs> I always thought he was a fucking bear. No. He's an aardvark. <laughs> Go look it up. <laughs> what? I need to see what an aardvark looks like. <laughs> he looks like he doesn't look like an aardvark to me looking up aardvark and then looking up arthur he doesn't look like an aardvark to me i'm sorry look at the ch- <laughs> bobby's saying oh bear <laughs> oh 
I swear to God, I thought he was like a, just like a like a an animated bear. No. Harley <laughs> <laughs> asked a question. Uh, favorite actor, second favorite, favorite actor, director, second director, same question. So favorite actor, I also never fucking know either. Oh my god. I don't even have like who is mine. I don't even have like a short list. I used to like five years ago. I was like, yeah, Leo and Tom Hardy and Denzel Washington and all the white guys and then Denzel. <laughs> yeah, Leo and Tom Hardy. I don't feel the same way about anymore. I like Tom Hardy a lot. Leo, I've realized I don't think has much range. Um, I never got that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> he's good at what I, he, he's he's good at what he does, but he do, he doesn't have much range. Thank you. I can't not I, see I've Leo to a friend I'm, before, he, and I'm like. Leo's doing the same thing in every movie. I think like he's good, but I'm like, it's still Leo. It's weird because, like, I don't think it's necessarily that he doesn't have range. It's just that the cadence that he talks with and the way his voice sounds, it he can't, like, fluctuate it at all. I guess that kind of, that's kind mm. of the same as not having range, but, like, I always see and hear him in anything he's doing, even if he's, like, playing against type, I guess. He's still Leo to yeah. me. Honestly, I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might be, might be my favorite performance from him in the sense of, like, I actually almost felt like he escaped into that role for me, even though he still looks and sounds like Leo. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's not answering the question. Um, actor... So according to my letterbox, my favorite actor is Jim Cummings. I've seen 27 movies with him. Hmm. Followed by D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, that's, like, but misleading to me. Realistically... I think my is my, J.K. my favorite actor. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he's great. Let's see what my all-time letterbox stats are. I think my most watched actor is gonna be Sam Jackson. I'm gonna guess. Sam is a nice third. Yeah, he's he's, first, he's number like, one with 28. John Ratzenberger has 23. 23 John uh, Ratzenberger has 23 for me too. Yeah, Tom Hanks is 21. Andy Serkis is 20. Harrison Ford has 20. Jonah Hill has Jonah Hill has 20 movies for me. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, Bill Murray is 19. Simon Pegg is 19. Bill Hader, Matt Damon, 19, 18. Did you see what Cat put in TV is cool? No, I haven't seen. Uh oh. <laughs> I will still say. I thought he was a bear. <laughs> I will still say. Googling Aardvark before I Googled Arthur, I still don't see him as an Aardvark. I'm gonna be I'm just being honest. Funny folks. Because they because they referenced that on the last episode of, of Arthur. They talk about because Arthur becomes like an artist. And so he's drawing he's drawing something. He's like, it doesn't really look like an Aardvark to me. So I'm onto something is what you're saying. No, they know it doesn't look like an aardvark. It's not profound. I still haven't named favorite actor. Oh, I don't know. I feel like, like, actors are very... I don't know what the word is. Like, I'll have phases where I just love a particular actor, even if they're just a character actor. Like, right now, because he's been in a lot of stuff the last couple of years, Jeffrey Wright, I'm in a big Jeffrey Wright phase. I love Jeffrey Wright and everything. I don't know if I call Jeffrey yeah. Wright like my favorite actor. 
but he's someone that like I love and everything. Yeah, I also don't know like if I have a favorite actor. I like Denzel a lot. Tom Hanks, mostly because we share a birthday. That's a great reason. <laughs> not not his incredible body of work. It's just the sharing the birthday part. Yeah, like there's a reason why every year on my birthday I say happy birthday, Tom Hanks. Mm. And I say happy birthday to him rather than to myself. So someone, I don't know if he's my number one. If I can't think of anything else, anyone else, I might go with him by default. Willem Dafoe. Even Dafoe's though, good. Even though he's a, mostly a character actor, or at least he's in supporting roles in a lot of the stuff I see, he's rarely like a leading role in anything. It's like The Lighthouse and Spider-Man, or in terms of stuff I've seen that he has like a leading role in. Everything else has been supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam is good. Bill Murray's up there I'm for me like because I love Bill Murray in dramatic stuff. Don and, Chido in Hotel Rwanda is good. Yeah, Bill Murray with his dramatic stuff and his Wes Anderson stuff. Which are kind of the same in some oh, of his movies. Robin Williams was good too. Robin Williams is good. I, oh, I really like Robin Williams movies. I just like love seeing comedic actors when they get to be serious. Because most of the time they're mm. really good. John Goodman's up there. I love John Goodman. John's good, man. He's another he's another one actor though that I've like only seen supporting stuff other than like Monsters Inc. Martin Short. I don't know if I've seen Martin Short in Inherent Vice and that might be it. Martin Sheen. Yeah, they're the same guy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I did not see the Florida Project, Cat. I wasn't really going to see that many movies in college, which is when it came out. The first two two or three years of college, I wasn't able to go to the movies that often. So I missed a lot of movies from 2016, 2017, and 2018. And I've just never gone back to it. Owen Wilson's also up yeah. there for me. I love Owen Wilson. I don't know if he's, like, my favorite, but he's another guy that I always love seeing pop up. It's a lot of Wes Anderson regulars I'm listing here because I just love seeing them pop up and stuff. A lot of white. Yeah. Yeah, my most watched actors list on Letterboxd is uh, all white people, of course. Except for Sam. Oh, it's Sam at the top, yes. I legitimately missed him because otherwise it's a sea of white. (laughs) Yeah. Paul Giamatti I like too. I just haven't seen Paul Giamatti in that much. My most watched directors list, we've got Spielberg with 21, Wes Anderson in second with 11, Joel Cohen 11, Scorsese, Nolan are at 10, Tarantino's at 9, Ridley Scott's at at 9, Michael Bay's at 8, PTA and Peter Jackson, David Lynch are all at 8, Ethan Cohen is at 7, John Favreau's at seven, Soderbergh's at seven, Fincher and Snyder and Kubrick and Zemeckis are all at seven. Christian Rubalcaba has six. Dennis Dugan also has six. Those are all my most watched directors on Letterboxd. Uh, mine goes Spielberg, Burton, Snyder, Sean Levy. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you even see Free Guy? <laughs> no, but I've seen eight <laughs> of his movies. I, I couldn't even name you another movie. Night, that at the dude's the, made. Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. 
The Internship, starring Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Real Steel, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, Night at the Museum, The Pink Panther, Cheaper by the Dozen, and Big Fat Liar. Okay. I have seen Date Night, and I haven't even seen all of that movie. That's yeah. all I've seen from him, and I couldn't have named you anything else from him. Why is Snyder yeah. so high on y'alls? Um, because I had a phase where I was watch like super into superhero movies, so I watched all his superhero movies. Right, I'm like Watchmen, Legend of the Guardians, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. And, He's uh, credited as directing both of those. Yes. So I've Brad seen, I've seen all his. Seven. Brad Bird is someone that I want to watch more movies from. He hasn't made that many. That's the problem. It's- I know. I'm like, Incredibles 2, Tomorrowland, Ghost Protocol, Ratatouille, Incredibles, and Iron Giant. Those are all the mm-hmm. ones that I've seen. Yeah. So from Snyder, I've seen 300, all his DC movies, including Watchmen and Army of the Dead. But that amounts to seven. Mm-hmm. It's also just not too many directors that I've seen like a ton of movies from. Yeah. Favreau's at seven as well for me. Mm. Favreau's at seven for me, yeah. Ayao Miyazaki. Ooh. I've seen Ooh. two or three from King. him. King. Peter Jackson is at seven. Yeah, that makes sense. He's at eight. Three Hobbits, Lord of the Rings, King Kong. Oh, Who's I was the like, uh, They Shall Not Grow Old, the documentary he did. Yeah. I couldn't, I was like, What's the extra one for me? Cat says Incredibles is top tier. I like Incredibles a lot. Uh, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but I've never quite loved it, and I really want to love Incredibles. I love Incredibles. That's one that's like that's one that I go I go back to, like because I really desperately want to love that movie, and it never quite gets all the way there for me. And I really really want it to. In the words of some tweets, Michael Giacchino really put his Michael Giacussi into that entire project. <laughs> his, his musty Giacussi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yourself love I love a lot of stuff Kat I love a lot of movies it's just when you guys bring up the movies you love we don't always have those in common we never have them in common <laughs> because I'm a snob right yeah ooh that, that could be a fun game to do real quick should I go through all the list of 5 star uh, ratings I've given on Letterboxd to see how snobby I am I was just about to say, did you want to do the Spotify game? Um, we could. We won't get, well, I guess, will we get DMCA'd? Or do they come and go quick enough that it should be fine? We might get DMCA, but you're already recording. Also, we might have the issue with desktop audio because it might overlap with you and we would be, it would be hard to hear it. That is true. We might try that again another time. Cat wants to know my top tier. Okay, we'll go through all my five stars. Oh, oh no, cat. Okay, these are not these are not in an order for me. These are I think they're sorted by highest rated on Letterboxd, but it's the list of five star movies that I've movies I've given five stars. So we've got Parasite, Pulp Fiction, Into the Spider Verse, The Dark Knight, Lady Bird, Arrival, Mad Max Fury Road, The Godfather, Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Shawshank Redemption, Back to the Future, Empire Strikes Back, 2001, Jurassic Park, uh, Return of the King, Two Towers, Spider-Man 2, Big Lebowski, Lion King, 
Deathly Hallows Part 2, Superbad, Kingsman, the first one, Before Sunrise, Godfather 2, Royal Tenenbaums, Citizen Kane, Casino Royale, Boogie Nights, Before Sunset, Seven Samurai, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Before Midnight, Chernobyl, there's a couple shows on here, uh, Creed, Collateral, Twin Peaks Season 3, that's a, sh- that's a, got a, a listing on Letterboxd, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, Twin Peaks, the whole show, uh, the Watchmen uh, series, The Last Dance, uh, the, the Bulls documentary, King of Kong, a great documentary, uh, and that's it. How are we, we feeling about that, folks? Respectable picks. I was looking at those, I'm like, I don't think that's so bad. No. Cat says, hmm, okay. There's a few that I think might get up there over time uh, if I watch them again. Uh, I think The Matrix will eventually get there for me. The first one, it's at four and a half right now. The more I watch it, I think the more I'll like it. Um, hmm. Moonlight, I think, will probably be five stars next time I watch it. Ratatouille. Blade Runner, No Country for Old Men. Alien. These are all the four and a half that I'm seeing that I might get up to five after a rewatch. Uh, Twelve Angry Men. Ocean's Eleven, possibly. Yeah. Flash. We'll see if we'll, we'll see how I feel about that one the first time. Okay, Dexter has I to go. I'm just gonna let Dexter outside four. of the room real quick. I'll what? Be, I have to let Dexter outside of the room real quick. I'll be back in ten seconds. That's right, Bobby La La Land should be on there. I'm right there with you. Palm Springs is also a really good cat. That's another one that I would not be surprised if he somehow gives it a five one day. Not anytime soon, but given that when we watched it, I think we both liked it a little bit more. I would not be surprised if by the third or fourth rewatch in about 40 years, he will watch it and be like, Nah, that's a solid five. What are we talking about? Palm Springs. That's a very solid four, almost a four and a half. Yeah. Really like Palm Springs. Liked it even more the second time. It's not like getting to five stars is extremely rare for me. Like it has to be something that I legitimately consider to be one of the best of all time at what it is, at least. Like Superbad and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. They're like, to me, the best comedies or my favorite comedies. They're not the best movies of all time, but for what they are, they get all the way up there. That was an impromptu commentary, Cat. That one came together within like five minutes. We had no oh, plans. Yeah, we had no plans of doing that. Yeah. We we were literally just like, all right, we need something for Valentine's Day. What do we do? And we were going through a bunch of uh, rom-coms. We were about to land on something else. And then um, I think... Oh, what was it going to be? I'll find it. Yeah, we were about to land something else, and I think I was like, what about Palm Springs? And we sort of went with it. Yeah. Because Palm Springs is good. You think Soul one day makes your five stars? I don't think so. God damn. That was like a four that became a four and a half at the end for me, because I really liked the way it wrapped up. Me too. Palm Springs, Palm Springs. Another Palm movie. Springs. Another movie I don't think will end up making your 
um, fives would be King of Staten Island. No, that'll probably actually go down next time I watch it. No. Also, I did not know that you gave Unpregnant four stars. I liked Unpregnant a lot. I like Unpregnant as well. Uh, one of the girls in there is on Euphoria. Okay. <laughs> what is this, Doc? White Void. Um, oh, I think we almost did Sing Street. I don't know if we almost did Sing Street. I think... I said, hey, I can get access to Sing Street. And we're, mm -hmm. and we're like, that's another option. Yeah, we did. I think we decided, <clears throat> I think we decided on Palm Springs first. And then we were like, yeah. oh, but what about Sing Street? Yeah, I don't think we had decided you on anything. add Astra two and a half stars. Interesting. The movie sucked. <laughs> I thought it was okay when I watched it, but it fell apart totally with the most minimal amount of thought I put into it afterward. Two and a half is me being like, I thought it was okay in the theater, but I think it's terrible now. Oh, I wanted to do for Gang Sarah Marshall, Marshall for Valentine's Day, but it wasn't streaming. That's, mm. I think that's what it was. Which I would love to do whenever it's back on Netflix, because it's on Netflix fairly frequently. I want to do one for Isle of Dogs. Have you seen Isle of Dogs? Yes. Okay. I saw it once. I really liked it. I really liked it too. It didn't jump out to me. Like, doesn't jump out to me as a commentary movie. I have not seen The Witch Cat. The Witch? The Witch. Yeah, I have not seen it. Favorite Anya Taylor Joy film? I have not seen her act in anything, I'm pretty sure. I think I've only. You saw Split? No. Nope. Did you see Split? No. Oh my god. Your heart is pure. Because I haven't seen Unbreakable, so I'm waiting to see Split until I see Unbreakable. But Unbreakable is one I've that's never streaming. Split. It's, I didn't it's never streaming when I want to watch it. <laughs> I would love to actually watch Unbreakable, but it's never streaming when I want to watch it. That's always the problem I end up having. Split good. Okay, I believe you. I want to watch Split, but I have to get through Unbreakable first, even though like I hear Unbreakable is great, and I do... I, l I really like Sixth Sense, so I think I'm going to enjoy Unbreakable as early Shyamalan. Probably. Ooh, Logan, four and a half stars. Logan, for a long time, was my favorite movie of that year, but my second viewing of Lady Bird put it above for me. Logan is really good. We were oh, talking Logan's today great. about, like, oh, what are your top favorite comic movies? And I was like... Into the Spider-Verse, Dark Knight, Guardians. I don't know if I like one or two more. It's two. For me. I think it's two. I think it's two for me as well. I don't like the first movie as um, much as other people do. I, I like it, but I don't love it. And then I said two other movies. And then someone had said Logan. And I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. take out this movie, put in Logan. Logan's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, my like best comic book movies short list, if I think about it, is like the same list everyone else comes up with. It's Dark Knight into the Spider-Verse, Logan, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite. Dark Knight, I think, is better. Well, I don't even know. Spider-Verse is the best. <laughs> Spider-Verse might even get there over time, but I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I've seen that movie enough. I don't want to get tired of it. I can't get tired of it. I know. I know that you can. 
Yeah, but and that's I, nothing against that movie. That's just how, that's just me watching movies. I can't watch something too much. Cat asks for your favorite Haley show or movie. Oh wait, my boys listen to Crystal Dolphin. You ever listen to Crystal Dolphin? I'll I, show you after this. No idea what it favorite is. Favorite Haley movie, Edge of Seventeen. Uh, she's only done one show, so it's not fair to mm. say Dickinson, but I think Edge of Seventeen is her best performance. But that's just me. Harley says Harley Quinn and Batman Returns. Let's go. Where did that come from? Did we say something about Batman Returns? Oh, Hawkeye. That's true. Um, Harley Quinn and Batman is a comic. I know that it was a movie. Yes, Bobby. I'm sorry. I forgot Hawkeye. My favorite show of last year. Oh, Harley's favorite comic book movies. Are you, are you talking about Birds of Prey, Harley? Oh, yes. He's talking about, sorry. I read that as Harley Quinn and Batman Returns. Yeah. Let's go. I was Not like, Batman Harley Returns, Quinn I got. I didn't and... know what he meant by Harley Quinn. Yeah. Guys, we're a little bit of himbos. <laughs> I like Batman Returns. I liked it more this time than I did before. I don't love it, but I appreciate the aesthetic of both those Burton movies much more now. Oh, you didn't rate Here Comes the Boom. What a sad day. Yeah, because if it's a movie that I haven't seen in a long time that I'm like, hey, that was that was fun as a kid. I'm just going to assume I don't like it as much now, so I'm just going to keep put it in and watch. Any movie that I saw long enough ago that I feel like my I have no idea what my opinion would be now, I just put it in there as watched just to log everything that I've actually seen. Battleship starring Rihanna does not have a rating. Yeah. Are you looking at all my ratings? Yeah, I'm just going through. <laughs> just taking a look. Oh, I love seeing that Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Four stars. Mm. I liked it more than I thought I would. Which is more than I thought it would. <laughs> Guess those are two of your favorites. I'm very glad that you enjoyed them, Harley. Manny says, couldn't be me. <laughs> exactly. But hey, I mean, I'm glad that you like them. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm looking at my list of just watched on here, and it's a lot of movies that I feel like the opinion I had of them when I saw them does not reflect my opinion of them now. Most of them. Yeah, that happens. Some of them uh, in a positive way, some of them in a negative way. Or that I just had no real opinion on them whatsoever. Like Midsummer, I'm seeing on here and Captain Marvel. Those are two movies that I liked when I saw them, but I don't think I would like them going back. Midsummer is one that I soured on as time went on. Midsummer. I tried to convince myself that I liked Captain Marvel. I liked it in the theater, but I like forgot about it immediately. Mm. Vertigo, I have in the watch because I remember watching that in high school for my high school class and thinking it was too convoluted for its own good, and I got stupid near the end 
but I was 16 when I watched that, so I reserve the right to feel differently now. We've been doing this Q&A longer than we've been, uh, longer than we talked about Foo Fighters. I know. <laughs> but this has been fun. It has. This is fun. Did y'all have dinner? Yes, I did, Edith. I had it before I we started. Had food before we started as well. There we go. I got myself my Jersey Mike sandwich. This time I switched it up. Okay, I didn't get a, a cheesesteak. I got a bacon chicken ranch sandwich. Oh, that sounds good. It was good, yes. Yeah. I would get it again, but I still would probably get the cheesesteak more in general. We had tenderloin sandwiches for dinner. and I, Tenderloin? And I made up some fries to put in the air fryer. It was good. Vertigo is overrated. Good, just not one of my Hitchcocks. Yeah, I think I I had Vertigo with a negative rating at one point, and then I'm like, no, nah, that's, yeah. I don't really like Vertigo. I, I want to watch it again just to see, just to have, like, a, a more informed opinion on it. Yeah. <sighs> well, are you ready to wrap it up, bud? I think so. I think we've gone on long enough. And I have six and a half hours before I wake up as of right now, so... I should probably get to bed pretty quick. Yeah, I'm going to go get some, like, water or something. I don't know. Okay. Edith, you want to listen to me night? <laughs> <laughs> the toxicity is about to form. No, but um, thanks, guys, for joining us. Yeah, thank you this for... This just very laid back of us just talking. Yeah. Less, again, like I said, less structure than we usually are. Like, we had... Or we had the stuff we were going to get into, but I didn't really have, like, notes or anything. I had a handful of notes about the movie just because I knew it would be a while before I actually talked about it. And I've forgotten a lot of that movie already. Um, but yeah, this was fun, especially once we got to the Q&A and we were just chit-chatting with you all. I know we all talk a lot, but it's still fun to answer questions, like, officially like this. And I hope we can do this yeah. more often. I think a live episode every now and then... Um, Full disclosure, I I think I brought up the idea of doing a live episode because I knew we'd have two episodes in short proximity to each other, and that would be way too much editing for me. Um, so I'll I don't know if we'll upload this entirely unedited unedited to the podcast feed, but it should be mostly in the form that you heard tonight. So if you guys were not able to join us, you'll be hearing pretty much as it was on the podcast feed. But Thank you to everybody who stuck with us for this whole three hours. Bobby and Harley and anybody else who was lurking but not commenting. Uh, Kat Edith and, and Kat. Yeah, Kat and Edith, you popped in. JB was here as well. JB Arcadia was here. was here at the beginning. Arcadia was here at the beginning. Jay was here. Yep. Demo showed up yeah, as demo well showed at the up. beginning. Elena yeah. might be here somewhere, but they weren't I hope they're not still so. in traffic. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is fun. I hope we do another live one soon. Sorry, I had a big yawn. I didn't okay. want to do that on I, air. I was like, <laughs> "You still there, buddy? Did we did we lose you with with two minutes left in the show?" No, no, we're all good. Anyways, thanks guys for listening. We know it was just a JPEG up on the screen, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We'll we'll get it's there. We'll get there joke. eventually when we actually have time to properly set things up. Hopefully, Mandy's computer is okay. Yeah, hopefully it's just the power supply. Yeah. 
I got nothing else to, I think, uh, for the actual upload. We'll put the links in the description like we usually do and all that. But that's all I got. Same here. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys.